0: Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. Ha <laughs> ha! Well said. Hello, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. as much as fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bold Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I. It could be a quick tip for you going out. It could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction. And then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom, where I'm going to be able to let you guys know when new anime docos, uh, music, quotes, books, etc. get added to it. Yeah, it's just a quick sip, so it's free. All you have to do is head to boldojo.com, drop your email in there, and you will receive the very next sip, hot and fresh. This delicious episode is brought to you by boldojo.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Toolbox of Game, Crash course to kick ass day game, get you out there, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30 day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one on one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You, know, you can get infield breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the bowl inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the day game foundation of boot camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling. And be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction. Bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50. Convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which you will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So, serious inquiries only, all via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. I will not be using his name. I will just refer to him as Jay. Uh, He comes in on Instagram. Shout out to at uitang one Get there if you're not. He says to me, Yo, Adam, I love the videos, man. You're quite the inspiration and motivation. I just wanted to share with you a moment of defeat that I felt, but a learning experience as well. So I was at the pool bar a few weeks ago and I was there with my cousin and her potential boyfriend. So in a sense, I was third wheeling. I had seen this really attractive Asian woman, aka teed. <laughs> he did say that, but for all the OGs, he's, uh, he's up in this pool bar scene, teed. Anyways, back to his message. He says... From across the room, playing pool with her two friends, in brackets, one guy and one girl, in bracket. They were taking turns hitting the ball, and so I told myself I'd go up and cold approach as soon as her turn was done. As soon as she finished hitting the ball, she went and sat on the high chair with phone in hand. I figured this was a good moment to go up. As I went up, I said, Hey, sorry, but I noticed you from over there, and I just wanted to let you know that I thought you looked good tonight. She said, oh, thanks. Mind you, her two other friends stopped playing pool to listen in on our conversation too, so it immediately got awkward. By the time I had finished my intro, it was her turn to hit the ball. So she hit the ball and never came back to stand next to me to continue the conversation. Instead, she stood on the opposite side of the pool table. With it being awkward, I introduced myself to her guy friend, and he seemed to be somewhat friendly. I then walked over to her again and continued the conversation. I asked her if these were all co-workers of hers, and she said, "No, we're all just friends." It was clear that if she had a boyfriend, that he was not present. It was clear that if she had a boyfriend, that he was not present. Yeah, okay, cool. I asked if she was Hmong too. My in brackets, my ethnicity is Hmong from Laos. That's the ethnicity from Laos, I think so. And she, I could be wrong, but. Anyways, correct me on that. And she said that she was. So he nailed that. It was then her turn to hit that ball again. To hit the ball again. As she did that, I then introduced myself to her other friend, the girl. As soon as she hit the ball, she then ended ended up and stood at the opposite end of the table again. I looked incredibly awkward just standing on the opposite side of her. At this moment, I realized that she had no intention of having a small conversation and not wanting to get to know me. I then walked up and said... Hey, you look busy, so I'm just going to go. She replied with, in, uh, in quotes, I'm so sorry. She replied with, I'm so sorry. I just smiled and nodded and walked off. That's the end of the story. He now goes into his questions. Do you think that was a bad situation to cold approach? Could I have done anything more to grab her attention? I felt like the more I followed her around the pool table, the more awkward it would have become. In the end, I know I'm worth something good. And if she didn't care to talk, then it's her loss. It took a lot of confidence for me to do that, and I rarely do something like that in a public setting. I looked extremely defeated walking back to my cousin and our pool table, but at the same time, I know that I had nothing to lose. Yes, sir! That's what I'm talking about. That's the context. We've got a lot to dive... There was more than I thought to dive into that, that we've got to dive into on with, with this particular context. So... Where do I even begin? Let's just start from the top. But I just want to say from the beginning before I rip this guy to pieces is I do respect. He has a lot of my respect for being in a high pressure situation like that. I know that situation. I've been through that situation. Uh, shout out to the Empire Lounge in Adelaide. Uh, going up to a girl cold like that at a pool table, that requires, that requires something because it's a high pressure situation. She's not leaving anytime soon. She doesn't really have the opportunity to leave. So you're, uh, you're throwing up a Hail Mary, so to speak. Now, so this, my mind wants to go much deeper first. There's obviously a lot of tactical things. Maybe I'll just go with his questions and then organically we'll, it'll get through. So, but you guys can already see that we're in the beginning of this, this live stream. You can see where I'm going to go with the differentiation between she's not rejecting who you are She's rejecting what you did. And actually, it's his final questions that really hammer that horn that I really need to get that lesson through. It'll come. It'll come. I'll jump over. So let's just start with his first question. Do you think that was a bad situation to cold approach? So you're in this pool bar, seeing this absolute tea across the room. All right, she's with a couple friends. Is it a good time to cold approach? Absolutely. It's a good time to cold approach. You're not wrong for going up and attempting uh, to ignite this relationship with this woman. Life is far too short what if uh, What if it's very reasonable that you could have stepped out there? Listen, that situation, generally speaking, for most guys, goes like this. You're in the pool bar, you see the attractive girl, you think, fuck, I can't do this, oh, I'm too scared, oh, her friends are going to say this, oh, maybe she's not going to like me, oh, so I won't do it. And then you play the rest of your pool, you leave the venue, and you think about it all night, all day, the next day. Right, that's the situation for most guys. So as much as it abysmally, in your mind, failed, which I'm going to create differentiations before uh, later on. The fact that we have something to talk about, Jay. The fact that you have something to talk about will always be your positive. You know, when I'm talking to my clients on Bootcamp, we have a feedback system, a feedback loop that keeps you not only motivated, but aligned. And part of it, it's a two-part thing. I've spoken about it many times. It's positive and then improvements to make after every interaction. What was good about that? Well, the very fact that you even did it. Most guys would never do that. And I know I was going more on the tangent of whether it was an opportune moment to do it. Yeah, because any whether she's in the airport, whether she's in the fucking bakery, whether she's uh, at the pool bar, you have no idea how much time you have left on this earth. You need to honor each day as if it were your last. And so for for someone to say, "Oh, now's not a good time. Now's not it," then it's never going to be a good time. You're in that you're in that Whole Foods, or you're in that supermarket. You see that girl in the line and she's getting her fucking cookies, and you want to speak to her, and it's like, oh, I don't know if it's now a good time, okay? It's like, there's obviously, through repetition and experience, more opportune moments. There is, through calibration, we learn that maybe it's better when a girl's at a cross light to wait for her to cross over and then stop her. That is a more calibrated and opportune moment uh, to execute on. But if it's a toss-up between... Because this guy's obviously in the beginning of his journey. I would definitely say this guy's 12 to 3. Oh, i just got to pin this in my mind. Because I was thinking about this before. We've got to talk about the difference between training and game time. There's two different mentalities. <clears throat> so we'll get to that later. But I'll just pin it up. If you're the type of guy where it's not a question of what's, what's going to be the most calibrated and opportune way to approach this girl. Because what does that rely on? That relies on you having a default belief that you could even do it. But if you're not even at that place, if you have a type of guy listening to this who's not even at the place where he's not even confident that he could just actually do it, regardless of, you see what I'm saying? There's levels to this. There's levels to this. So if you have a type of person that is just not even confident that you could go up to a girl anytime, anywhere, forget about whether it's the most opportune moment Like I took that example of a girl at the supermarket buying her cookies. You know, for someone who's already got the confidence that, well, fuck you. I'm going to just go up to her, even if it is the least calibrated move while she's in the line, just before she's about to pay for these cookies. That will always be better than you going home sad, defeated, depressed because you didn't even do it. All right. So I want, that's really a lesson for all the rest of you. He's already gotten past that at least he's already at least past that point in his journey where he just saddled up and and did it but it's quite a lesson for those of you that just spend your lives wishing wondering letting these situations go by I'll say this as the last thing here before we move on no matter how much you abysmally fail there will always be a positive and it's the fact that you did it 99% of guys would not do it that's it so if you guys are in this live stream right now uh, yeah, drop me a thumbs up down below. I just want to check. Uh, also, drop me your comments. We'll get to your Q&A. We'll get to the Q&A after this. All in good time. Uh, Ray Singh says, crispy audio and video. Thank you, Ray. That's what I was looking for. Ooh, baby. So, <laughs> so let's get to his next question. Yeah, uh, just because she has friends there. Goes, uh, and the fact that you didn't even know if one of the guys was the boyfriend, that's even more courageous of you. I love it. I love it. You, it was definitely not a bad time to uh, code approach. Now, next, next question. Could I have done anything more to grab her attention? I felt like the more I followed her around the pool table, the more awkward it would have became, uh, become. Well, he said became, but technically become. So, now he's asking tactical questions. Part one, could I have done anything more to grab her attention? I believe not. I was not there, but based on what you've told me, is that you went out full direct. Right? I'm not there with you, so I don't know to what extent you executed the best of your 50 like you told me here you told me here that you went up to her and said hey sorry i noticed you from over there and i just wanted to let you know that i thought you looked good tonight listen those are all the right words my friend jay those are all the right words if you were to just take any audio script from any of my infields and you just wrote them down and you put it alongside yours they're the right words But I've said this again and again. I have made video after video on this. It is not about what you are saying. It is how you say it. And that for absolute beginners, and you are definitely in a 12 to 3 range, and I'll get more to why I know that later. But you're definitely in that beginning stages. And so we always give you, I always want you to have the best tool first. So you could fuck around with other tools and try other little things later, but let's go with what works most of the time. What is optimally consistent? what is optimally consistent for someone who does not know how to convey the best of his 50, his direct intent, his eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe. If you are not able to consistently bring the best of that, so if you've got 100% of what you could bring of your 50, which is everything you can control, you know, for an absolute beginner, you'd be lucky if you get away with producing 50% of what you could optimally do later on when you've come full circle. So you might come up, you might, and this is my point, You might roll up on this sexy teed up in this pool bar and you're saying the words, but you're not conveying the intent because just because you tell a girl, I think you look good tonight, that does by no means give you a green light pass on, oh, I successfully conveyed a masculine intent. It helps, it fucking helps to have the direct words. Right, which is why I'll be coaching boot camp next week. I will not be sending him in there with, yo, excuse me, miss, you look like a watermelon. No straight watermelon tactics. No, sir. He gets no watermelon tactics until he's learned to bring the best of his 50. Still wouldn't even recommend it at that point in the day. That's more for the night. Anyways, <laughs> but we always go of what's optimally consistent. And for someone who struggles with bringing the best of his 50, okay, absolute beginners, at least if he uses direct words, she at least knows why he's there. She at least gets it. There's no confusion, no matter how weak his 50 is. So if this is my question for you, oh, I, I doubt you are audio recording this interaction, but it would have been bloody brilliant if you were, so you could reflect on it. Even better if you had some video as well, but audio at the minimum. But that's what I say is that just, you mean, oh, back to your question here. Could I have done anything more to grab her attention? Based on what you've told me, no. Based on what you've told me, you have nailed the first two stages or the first stage of what I refer to as the toolbox of game. Open, qualification, investment, close. In open, there's two things you require. You need intent and you need context. In the reverse order, of course. Context first, then intent. But um, you've given her both of those things, right? you you standing across the room. You thought she looked good. That's all she needs to know. What I am more concerned with of you is, was your actual energy there? Was your masculine energy there? Because you don't need to do anything... Bo, you don't need to do anything ridiculous to get a girl's attention other than telling her how you got here and why you are here. Listen, miss, I was just with my mate. We were walking down the mall. I thought you looked beautiful. I had to come say hey. I was just with my mate standing across the room. I thought you'd look delicious tonight. I want to say hey. right? What? That's the only two things she needs. No more. There's no attention grabbing. You don't need to spin her around. You don't need to confuse her with elaborate magic tricks. None of that. Okay, so you, at least on paper, you've nailed the first stage. Now, moving on, moving on. But it's, it's a, uh, everything's predicated on that. If you do, if you fuck up the first 10 seconds, you can say goodbye to the rest of the interaction. Uh, you must nail the beginning and nail the end. You've got room to work with in the middle, but if you don't convey true masculine intent in the beginning, you're going to put a girl off immediately. So, but I wasn't there, so I can't tell whether you did or not. Okay, moving on to his next question. I felt the more I followed her around the pool table, the more awkward it would have become. So this is now how we segue into what I said before, how I know that he's an absolute beginner and how it's most likely that he did not convey the best of his 50. Because look at his choice of words there. I felt like the more I followed her around the pool table. Now to the absolute beginner, to the absolute uninitiated, what's so wrong with that? What's so wrong with that? I'm just, I'm just trying to talk to her. Just trying to communicate with her. Well, what else are you communicating? He used the right word. He used the perfect word. Followed. In an interaction between the masculine and feminine energy, only one can lead. Only one can lead. Only one should lead. Only one should lead. And if that one that should be leading is not, well then, say goodnight. Say goodnight. The very fact that you've said you followed her around the table, that's it. It's 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 like that and what it tells me is that it's just a matter of the chicken and the egg, what came first. Did your masculine intent bomb off the open? Or did your masculine or did you get through the open with strong masculine intent? And then all of a sudden when she when you picked up a signal that she wasn't quite down and she started to move around the table, then you allowed your masculine intent to cave. It's gotta be one or the other. Because at some point here your masculine intent has caved. The fact that you followed her around the table, that's it. Well, I don't even have to hear the interaction. The fact that I know that, that you did that, that's it. So how would he improve it next time? This is all he needs to think about. Well, next time, regardless of her response, whether it's cold or whether it's hot, you hold your frame. When you follow a girl physically in space, but also verbally and in any realm of social dynamics, whenever you enter the followers mindset, that's it. Sexual polarity is gone. You have tanked the sexual polarity of this interaction. If you ever go over to Europe, uh, I don't believe you're from Europe, but if you ever go to, or you ever just meet European girls, it's what really good about Melbourne, actually. A lot of European girls go down to Melbourne. So even if you're not in Europe, a lot of Aussie guys can get experience with European girls. Albeit, though, I will say this as a caveat European girls that travel to Australia are generally speaking a little bit more open. But if you go over to their land, go over to the UK, go to Europe, And you meet some of these girls, you meet some uh, Scandinavian girls, you meet some Russian girls, you meet those type of women, and what you find is that it's default for the first minute, nothing. They give you the ice. They are ice turtle shells for the first minute, regardless of how good your 50 is. And so you just get conditioned by that. You get conditioned that, oh, I should not be expecting a good response. I should not be expecting something hot from her, uh, at least for the first minute. I'm just going to hold my ground, hold my frame. And so, if that happens, to, and because of this situation, it's clear that this girl was not giving you anything off the bat. I just don't know why, because I wasn't there. But let's say it's a result of you drop uh, your masculine 10 wasn't strong. Or let's just say that she just really wasn't into you. Could be one or two. And that's where we're going to differentiate between rejecting who you are and rejecting what you do. So, pause that. That's coming up. But continuing on here. Yeah, continue on here. What was the thread that I was just going on? My mind went straight to something else then. Uh, masculine intent. Bo- oh, yeah, the following in the frame and leading it. All you had to do was hold your frame. Regardless of why that she pushed you off or was uh, lukewarm, cold to the situation, whatever it is, you must hold your frame. The fact that you decided to follow her around physically around the table, let's replay this. Could you- if we could replay this, you rock up on this girl. You don't miss, i was turning across the room. Thought she would look good tonight. Right? she's like, oh thanks, and then kind of moves off. I like, can kind of like I'm not really feeling this guy. Right? She gets cold. Well, then you don't follow her, you hold your frame. Strongest frame wins. Okay. Now that doesn't mean now do you think now it's like, well, does that then flip the interaction? Not necessarily, but it gives it a chance. You give it a chance. No matter how a girl receives you off the open, if you maintain your direct, congruent, and authentic principles as a masculine being you stand strong and firm, you deep in your roots and you just plant, it gives her a chance to get at number one, get out of her own way. A lot of girls off the open, off the get, right? This has not happened before to a lot of girls. At least not in this way. You know, girls have like the random drunk yobbo come up to her and say, Mommy, right? You know, this dude had that before, you're looking good tonight. But it's like drive-bys and it's like drunk and slobber. But to actually have a true masculine energy front up on her and just put forward this energy, a lot of times that blows girls out, especially when you get very, very conditioned and strong at this. And so what you learn is that for actual really good reasons, for good reasons, a girl can freak out off the open because you are so strong. Now, I doubt that's your case here. I, I believe it's the opposite where because likely your intent and energy was so weak off the get, that pushed her off and threw her off keel. But a lot of times, I'm just giving you the flip here, you can still blow girls out and push them off kill with such intense masculine energy. And that's something that I deal with daily, right? It's something that you have to learn to calibrate to. And so that's not me telling you that you have to uh, try and find this sweet spot. No, 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 no. And this is the final point here. Six gear always and forever. Always be pushing as hard as you can, bring the best you can. And if it so happens that the girl was not ready for that in that moment because she's operating on a different frequency, well, then that's it. That's okay. Hold your frame, stand strong, stand strong, and then adjust your frequency to her. But you see there, that's what I'm talking about. You gave her the chance. You gave her the chance. I didn't break my frame. So you're coming upon on this girl. You're rocking her. You blow her out, with the, blow her off with that open. And she's like, holy shit, never received this kind of energy. And that makes her a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious. That's the positive end. That's where I'd like you to be. But even if it's not on the negative end, where you're just so weak off the get, that blows her off. Regardless, either or, hold your frame. Because it gives you a chance to adjust to your frequency, adjust your frequency to hers. If you realize she's a bit more of a nervous, bit of a shy girl, particularly of Asian girls. Or, give her a chance to get out of her own way. A lot of girls, if they're not ready for this, not used to this, and just was not expecting it, they need... 30, 60 seconds, two minutes of you just holding frame. Holding frame. I'm going to be here anyway. Hey, this is okay. You are not giving me much. That's okay. I'm going to stay on it. I've got bell fed. I have got unlimited bell fed ammunition on my qualification because what stage of the interaction is that qualification? This guy's barely even gotten to qualify. Also, what has he completely skipped for my OGs? He's completely skipped qualification. Now, I don't know how well he knows my system, but <clears throat> the very fact, like it's, it's, a, it's a mutually exclusive thing. The very fact that he followed her around the table, there's no way he could be in qualification. So frame is broken. This is the last thing I'm going to say on this though, which is that regardless of what happens, whether a girl is hot on you off the get or whether a girl is cold off you on the get, hold your frame. Do not break it. Do not fall into the follower mindset. Do not follow. fall into this... Mr. Nice Guy Pedestooling, just trying to get a good reaction from her. No, we want to seek, we always seek fire at the beginning of the interaction. We are seeking to light her up, which is to challenge, which is to tease, which is to, so this is how he would fix this in future, right? Comes up on her, even if she does move around the table, right? The first thing that comes to my mind when I visualize that, if I come up on a girl, provide the best of my 50 and that makes her a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious and she moves around the table, and that's actually a bit of a strange girl to do that, which is why how I know it's not this for him. Because most girls, even if, no matter how nervous or awkward they are, if you bring the best of your 50, they're not going to run away. If anything, they get drawn in more. They still might be very nervous and not give you a lot, but they definitely physically get drawn in more. The fact that this girl physically got pushed away, it tells me a lot more about it. But even so, right, straight on qualification, teasing her, lighting her up, even if she does walk away, listen, what, is, what are you so afraid of? That's the first thing that comes to my mind. What are you so afraid of? Where are you running away from? All right? What are you running away for? And this that this reverse engineering bullshit, which we never do. We want to fix it from the beginning, which means that this guy needs to hold his frame off the get. So that's a lot of tactics for your ass right there. Uh, I wanted to go I wanted to go f- the deep dive first. But we're going in the line of his questions, so. I guess that's it's a good thing that I honey you guys with the differentiation between She can't reject who you are, but can reject what you do. So, actually, that's a good example. Oh, there's so many, though. There's so many in his story. Should we dive in on it now? Well, let me take a pause here and just say, if you guys are up in this live stream, thank you for being here. If you're enjoying this content, hit that thumbs up button down below. It really helps it out. Uh, Drop me a comment as well. Drop your questions. We will be getting to them in good time. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't signed up to the... Bull Sip Weekly Email Newsletter is free. BullSip.com. Slice it up, and I will just say hi to some people in this chat. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've just, I've just, I don't look at the YouTube chat when I'm going on runs, but I've just realised that Nice Smack has just donated a fat super chat of twenty dollars, saying thanks for being you with a cool little, cool little pair. That looks like a pear shaking a maraca. Uh, nice smack. That is extremely humbling. We are not currently in the Q&A section, but when we do, since you are the first super chat, you any questions you have, just drop them below. I will answer your question first. That donation goes straight back to this channel and I'm extremely humbled. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Now, we're going to get back on this content, but yeah, thank you for being here. I see a couple of people in here. Player Rose, I see you drop something there. Thank you for dropping something. Uh, Dejambu. Uh, Dejan DeLanJobo says what's 12 to 3. Uh, I'm talking about the clock face of social dynamics. If you go back on my channel, if you go back to not the last video, but the video before, which is a bootcamp recap, I talk about the clock face and there's a visual representation of it. It's just where you are in the journey. 12 to three, absolute beginner, unconscious uh, incompetence. Three to six is conscious incompetence. Six to nine, conscious competence. And then nine to 12, unconscious competence. So that's just the four stages and wherever you are in the journey through them. Anyways, um, that was just a quick question. I just thought I'd bang up. Anyways, we're we'll going back on this context right now. So let's get back in here. Um, hope you guys are having an absolute crack at the start of the year as well, by the way. Oh, oh, I was going to say this before, for, because the last social Q&A we did was a New Year's Eve guide. For any of you that actually went out New Year's Eve and actually applied any of the advice that I gave you in that session, drop me a comment down below and let me know how it went. Fuck yeah. Okay. So moving on through Jay's uh, questions here. <clears throat> okay, yeah, no. So this is going to segue us perfectly into the differentiation, which is the real crux of rejecting who you are and rejecting what you do. And this is actually the key to overcoming your limiting beliefs around rejection and just completely allowing this concept of rejection to leave you. And I was, uh, I was discussing this with a client quite in-depthly the other day on a uh, Skype coaching session. And it's just very fresh in my mind and it's something that you must, you must overcome if you wish to achieve any level of success in your dating life, in your social dynamics. So I'm very I'm very keen on this. Mm. So moving on through his question, he says to me, well, the, the, after that whole following around the pool table thing, he goes, <clears throat> in the end, I know I'm worth something good. And if she didn't care to talk, then it's her loss. Red flag. That's me saying that. Anyways, he continues to say, it took a lot of confidence for me to do that and I rarely do something like that in a public setting. I looked extremely defeated walking back to my cousin and our pool table. But at the same time, I know that I had nothing to lose. So he's showing he's showing me glimmers of light. There are some glimmers of light. There. It's like a 50-50. He's throwing me two red flags, but he's also throwing me two green flags. He's done, He's thrown me two things there that are <clears throat> that are so far gone in terms of his mindset, and that will relegate him to the badlands of boyhood psychology for the rest of his life if he does not overcome these. However, he has thrown me a couple glimmers, a couple little diamonds in there, which is you know when he says that I know that I had nothing to lose, I love to hear that. When he also says that it took uh, a a little confidence in me to do that, you know that's yeah, absolutely. So I thought I'd hit you guys with a little bit of love before I tear him apart. (laughs) In a good way. Uh, Okay, so when he says, in the end, I know I'm worth something good. And if she didn't care to talk, then it's her loss. Red flag. It is not her loss. This is where I will differentiate from most coaches, which is that when coaches say there's two ends of the spectrum of rejection that coaches fall upon. On the far left, you've got guys that live in this rose-colored tinted world and try to communicate and sell you into this idea that no, you can never be rejected. You can never be rejected. This 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 girl, no matter just the fact that you went up there means that you win, and she's and you're entitled, and it's this sense of entitlement, right? Which is that there is no rejection, and so even the, the, there is a sense of entitlement, but it's also even more so just this. It's just this absolute world of butterfly positivity in which that any feedback stimulus you receive must be interpreted as in as as not looking at as a matter of fact but as looking at as a matter of i don't even know how you would what they're they're thinking but the way that it comes out is no you can't get rejected i've heard this from coaches before you can't get rejected there is no rejection so that's on the far left and it's it's just this like sweet lollipop type mentality which is extremely detrimental, which will lead you to, as I said before, relegated to the badlands of boyhood psychology for the rest of your life. That is a boyhood psychology in which that you're just not looking at things as they are. Now, that's on the far left. On the far right, there is this... There, there is like the complete opposite dark mentality behind rejection, which is that you interpret everything in that... Anything that does not go your way... You interpret it as a personal attack, as a personal loss. This is what you see from the uh, incels. Is that what we call them? The uh, involuntary celibates. The guys that form this community around hating women because they can't get laid. That's essentially them. I'm sure they've got deeper philosophies, but that's the that's the jux of it. right? That's the crux of it. So there's that end. There's the far end in which that if a girl's not down to fuck right now, well then... That's an attack on me. That's like a, that's, that's, that's me. That's, they interpret every piece of feedback that is not positive as an attack on their sense of self. So you've got the two far ends. And that's what I said to you before. I felt, I feel, you could, when I tell you how I'm about to interpret it, you might see me as somewhere as the middle way, but I don't even see myself on the operating on the same plane as people. I feel like I'm just so far different to the rest. And this is it. I said to you before that it's not her loss. It's not. This is, this is a... I'll pause that for now. I'll pause that for now and I'll just get out the main thesis and then we'll get into the more specific. Which is this. A woman cannot reject who you are. She can only reject what you do. Why? How do we know this? She doesn't know who you are. For this guy that rocked up on this girl, this absolute teed in this pool bar. She's known you for five seconds. She's known you for five minutes. Maximum this scenario, right? Do you think that's representative of the last 23, 25 years of your life, I don't know how old you are, but you're likely over 18. Let's just say at the absolute minimum, you're 18. Is how you were able to execute your 50, the things you can control, your intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe, right within a five to 10 minute window, if it even went that long, which I don't think it did. right? Let's say five minute window. Is that representative of who you are as a person? No. She doesn't know who you are. So if you can get past this off the get, which is that no matter what happens, she is only able to reject what I do and she has free reign to do so, which is why, which is now we come back on the specific, which is why I'm red flagging you, is when you say it's her loss. Now, see, that's, that's too far to the left. That's too far to the left. It's not her loss. If you were operating on a subpar 50 in which that your masculine intent was not there, your eyes were not there, your vocals were not there, body was not there, vibe was not there, well, then it's not her loss if a man, masculine energy, steps to a woman with a subpar 50, all the things that he can control, she has free reign to reject any and all of that. Right? So this is where you see there is a harmony between the two. And that's the good thing about it. That's what I love about it. And that is where the freedom lies. And you must, if you cannot accept this, you'll never be free. But this is where the freedom, the true freedom comes in about, you guys say, how do I just... Get that confidence to just meet any girl, anywhere, ready time, plane, coffee shop, library, fucking pool bar. Well, this is it right here. Which is that, well listen, I'm gonna do the very best that I can. I'm gonna bring the very best of my 50 and let the leaves fall where they may. If she's down for her then and there, fantastic, great. If she's not down for her right there, fantastic, great. I'll learn, I'll move on. Right? I'll learn. Key word right there. Now, that's I've just discussed all of his 50. And a woman has, this is how you handle a harsh rejection if she responds to you harshly. Is that, well, there's obvious, I check my 50 first. We always check our 50 first. If you receive a harsh rejection, we're looking at this guy's uh, scenario where the girl actually walked away from him around the pool table. That's pretty harsh, actually. Which means to me, it's either, and we always look at his fifty first. Where in his 50 could have he improved? Because listen, my friend, this is where you really need to dial in for me. You could have brought the very best of your 50. You could have done the very best on your intent and all the rest of your pieces that I've now said five times, so I won't keep saying them, but for your 50. And she could still not want a bar of it. She could still piece out of it because you know what? She's a human being as well. This scenario you've entered is not a one man street. It is not a one man game. You are engaging in a two person game in which that, yes, you must bring the very best of your 50, but if in the event that the other 50 is not there, well, then it does not matter. It does not matter. You could have brought the very best, and she could have had one of the three most common logical objections, whether it be a logical, whether it be an emotional, or be a romantic, the LER. Right? She logistically could click, click, click. She could have logistically not been available in that moment. Now, we know in that scenario, she is logistically available, so it's most likely not that one if it's got to do with her fifty. Part two, what if she's just emotionally not available, right? Now, I have speak about this with my bootcamp clients, Novus to the chaos come home, and I've spoken about this in a lot of other content, right? For the three most common reasons that a girl will not be down for your interaction, regardless of how good you were. Logistically unavailable, we know in this scenario it's not. Emotionally unavailable, very much so. She could have been just, I had a shit day today. You go out and you only get to know this if you meet hundreds and hundreds of people. And this is where the freedom comes because it's like, well, you can believe in it then because you know that, hey, actually on a day where I was doing, I was the best I could have ever been, I still met five out of 15 girls that were emotionally unavailable, which just meant they're having a shit day. They didn't want to bar. this. They pieced out in five, 10 seconds. They had a hard day at work. The, so, someone died in their close realm. Anything, they missed the tram. The girl wore the same dress as her at work. Anything that's gonna throw off her emotions, right? She's just tired. Does that affect your fifty though? No, it doesn't. She's not rejecting who you are, and in that scenario, not even rejecting what you did. Part two, ah, uh, sorry, part three. romantically unavailable. If a girl is romantically unavailable, regardless of how good your fifty is, and she is staying truthful and honest to that, and she's honoring that bond with her partner, oh, I don't give a shit about how good your fifty is, son. I don't give a shit. Now you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how much you can get away with and how close you and actually not even how close, how many a time you'll meet a girl who is romantically unavailable, but if you hold your frame, as I mentioned at the beginning, how she will still want to slice at that Bavarian anyway. How she want to slice of that Bavarian cream pie anyway. Right? That you'll be surprised with how often that happens. I right? close many girls that are engaged, close many girls that have boyfriends, quote unquote. actually, not even quote-unquote, girls that legitimately still had boyfriends, whether they told me in the moment or they told me in the day two. Anyways, for any of these three reasons, these are just the most common ones. Logistically unavailable, emotionally unavailable, or romantically unavailable. That's her 50. And now, how much control do you have over that, Mr. J? How much control do you have over whether a girl has to literally step onto the tram right now to go to an interview? How much control do you have over a girl's emotional state who's at the worst day of her life? How much control do you have over a girl who has just got newly married, newly engaged, is head over heels of her boyfriend and will not entertain any other male in her life right now? For you, Joe, you got none. For someone who's been doing this for 9 to 10 years now, I got one. I got 1% influence over that. The more you do this, the more you can have influence over it just because you have the balls to stand there anyway. But for guys that have not had years, uh, years and thousands of interactions under their belt, you got no control over that, son. you got none. And so with that, that's where the freedom is, is that you can bring the very best. You can bring the very best to yourself, and it can still not go down for reasons outside of your control. So coming back here with the rejection and this whole rejection thing, She cannot reject who you are. Now, when he says to me here, I know I'm worth something good, and if she didn't care to talk, then it's her loss. Incorrect, and I just want to rehash that. Incorrect, it's not her loss, because if you brought a subpar 50, it's actually a win for her. A a woman should be doing that to a guy who is not bringing the best of his 50. A woman should reject, harshly, a guy that is not up to standard. That is how we develop men. That is how boys become men. That is this process, that is this journey. You do not make the transformation from a boy to a man by having every girl validate you, by having every woman say that no matter what you did, whether it was just an abysmal failure, oh, no, no, that was good, that was good, yes, sir. come have sex with me, now, you know, that's not how you evolve, that's not how you grow, you grow through adversity by deepening your roots, by being shown the fire and being forced to walk through it and get a little burnt along the way for sure. you will regrow and you will evolve through that so let go of that mindset if you would like to grow and move beyond those badlands of the boyhood psychology recognize that it was not her loss okay i know you might be thinking well it's just something that people say we must watch carefully the words that we choose okay you people just say i'm gonna try go to the gym today and i think that's just a thing people say no there is no try there's only do or do not Moving on. It took a lot of confidence for me to do that. And I give him a green flag there. Because yes, it was. It did take a lot of confidence for sure. I give him that. And I rarely do something like that in a public setting. Now, here's the final piece. When he says to me, and we'll get to your questions after this. When he says, I looked extremely defeated walking back to my cousin. Holy shit. Boy, do I know that look. Not only because I know that look from my own journey, as in I felt it. I know that defeat. I know I know what it's like to attribute a harsh rejection to who I am as a person. I know that, and it fucking rips you up inside, which is why you need to move beyond that. We'll get to that in a second. But I also know from my clients, I've seen that face thousands of times, thousands of times after thousands of interactions of guys that walk back because a girl was not down, whether as a result of his 50 being subpar, or whether it's because her 50 was not available. Either or, the situation didn't work out, and having watching a guy walk back, but he interprets it as, well, I got rejected. And therein lies the defeat. There is no defeat when you let go of yourself. When you let go of your, who you think you are, you will then be free to act of that limit. But it is who you think you are that holds limits. Jay, it is your concept of self that brings upon this defeat, that brings upon this idea of that I got rejected. And so, look what you've done here. You've completely wasted an opportunity to look at all the things you could have improved, which is what was actually getting rejected. And even if, even if which we know in this scenario is not true, you had brought the very best of your 50, and she still wasn't down, well, hey, is what it is then. Move on. It's not that I, there is no defeat there. I did what I needed to do. I executed, and I let the leads fall they may. Now, in your scenario, when we know that our fifty is subpar, we need to interpret that as, "Oh, I need to learn. What was good about that? I thought that I fucking did it. That's what I give you the green flag for. What do I now need to improve? Well, how's my intent? How's my eyes? How's my vocals? How's my body? How's my vibe all, all around? How are all these things?" And see, when you focus on the actions, you focus on what you did, and I can tell you this sitting here after nine to 10 years experience, and after having been a professional coach for coming on four or five now, is this. If you take the same set of actions that you executed with this girl in the pool bar and give them to me, I will likely receive the exact same response. You change the input, the output would change accordingly. If you fix your 50, if you then, we could replay that scenario in a hypothetical world, and I was able to go in there first with the best of my 50, her response is likely to change, and, act, and the output will accordingly reflect the input. And this is what's so freeing. Because none, this is all now devoid of an idea of, well, Adam's doing this. There is no Adam here. There is no Adam Give me and my, all my clients nervous because it really becomes very very true in the infield breakdown when we review their infield on that HD HD audio and crisp and HD video and crisp because the camera doesn't lie. and I show them through permission of course from my other clients who have been get, who the contrast juxtaposed my infield with their infield with the client in theirs infield and you can see that oh if I just change this, the response changes. If I change that, the response changes. If I bring direct congruent and authentic, if I bring the best of my masculine intent and energy, things change. Right? And you can see it for yourself as well. And so here's the thing, my man. And this is what I was talking about with my client uh, just this week. You'll never, you'll never be free until you let go of yourself. The reason why you walk back defeated is because you've interpreted this rejection as I am being rejected. Now listen, some guys, was, I'm not the guy that says you can't be rejected or that rejection does not exist. I am the guy that says, it is what you are doing that is being rejected. And if you were to go out on a 30-day challenge, and you were to go to meet five to 10 girls a day, every single day, audio record every single interaction, come home that night, break it down in a journal, positive to make, improvement to make, go back out the next day, rinse and repeat, 30 days in a row, you would learn this lesson. You would either learn this lesson, or you would be forced to accept or decline. You'd be forced to accept or decline. Because through the process of referential experience in which that there's no more paper walls, no more blinders, you get out there in front of these mirrors and you truly get to see what this process is, or well, you either get burnt down or you sharpen up. That's what happens through this, this beautiful process. And so I ask you, if you would like to never feel defeated again, if you never want to feel defeated again, if you never want to walk away from a girl feeling like, I just got... I just got my heart ripped out. I just got rejected. Focus on what you did. right? Focus on the actions. Do not focus on this concept of self because your concept of self is just a story. right? This guy that messaged me, who's, I don't know how old he is, let's just say he's 18 or 20. So let's just say he's 20 and he's in this pool bar and he, he's of this ethnicity and he's had these life experiences. That's all a story. Who were you before you had a name? Who were you before you had these experiences and collected these collectibles and had formed this deeply entrenched idea of what you're entitled to, what you're not entitled to, your limiting beliefs, and everything else that you make up as your idea of who you think you are, who you think you are, Jay, right? Listen, if I took you out of your world right now and just plonked you in the Amazon with a tribe of just with a tribe of savages, you got a whole new story. What? What? You change your name, tell them anything. They don't know. Why? Because it's just a story. Who you think you are is just a story. Now this, and this is this is, the, this is it right here. This is what I love. When you let go of who you think you are, you will be free to act of limit. And that's actually one of the, that's the lesson I client's working on right now, which is that until, until you can get to this understanding, it's not theoretic you can't theoretically understand it. It can only come through Experience then you will be free. Then you will be able to meet any girl, anywhere, anytime. And then you will actually grow. Only those who can accept that, oh, not just accept, but understand. When I approach this woman, I am going to execute a certain level of action, certain set of actions, and she is more than willing, more than entitled, to reject any, if not all of it, and in the case that that happens, I will come back, I will look at these lessons, and then I will be enthusiastic, and I will be enthralled to go out and work on them again. That is how you grow, and it's so devoid. that There is no, I got, I got rejected. There is no, I fucking hate women because <coughs> they don't see me as an attractive being. You know, there is no hate. There is no self-defeat. There is no delusion. You are deluded if you are thinking that a woman is rejecting who you are when she doesn't even know who you are. You feel me? You know what I mean. <laughs> so And it's it's like things got deep there, but it's really very tactical. How could how could you how could you be someone like myself or anyone like myself? who has been in this journey for so long and met and engaged well over 10,000 plus cold interactions over the last nine, 10 years. You can only do that if you have come to this understanding within yourself that, oh, well, there is no Adam to get rejected. Number one, my sense of Adam is actually very loose and can change at any moment. And there's actually just a story that I tell myself. So if I can just let go of Adam and I can just do, I can just go because it's only Adam who holds limits. It's only Adam who's scared of meeting this girl. It is Adam who is concerned with this friend, with this potential boyfriend, with this potential uh, rift between value between me and this girl. And it's only Adam who is concerned with this buffet of bullshit. But if I let go of him, and I just come into this moment, maybe I'll work on my meditation. Maybe I'll work on handling my ability to step into the present moment. Shout out to the Bowl Sleep Weekly and my newsletter coming out today, an article on meditation for social dynamics. I let go of that, and I just step into this moment right now, and I can just execute. And listen, you all know this, because I guarantee you, I guarantee you at some stage in your life, you have experienced what I am talking about. It is what the famous uh, psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi has detailed an entire book on known as flow. You have all entered flow at some stage in your life, whether it be during sexual intimacy, whether it be in the in the midst of a of an intense workout, whether it be in the midst of a, of a, of kicking a football or nailing that jump shot, or whether it be in a, in a writing an essay in an exam and you're just in, and you're just in that fucking zone or with your, you're editing, you're editing away and you're creating magic. If you're a creator, if you're a musician and you're playing that guitar or you're playing that flute or that jazz flute, or you're doing anything that has you focused solely on this moment. And there's two things that are absent. Three things, really. But there's two things that are absent in that moment for that state to come about. Number one, your lost sense of time. When you are in true flow, when you are truly tapped into this moment, there is no sense of time. I am in that flow right now. I have no idea how long, I don't know what time it is, I don't know how long I've been going for. Time time is reduced. And the other thing that becomes reduced is your sense of self. There is no Adam, there is no Jay, there is no Schemo, there is no anyone when you are fully tapped into this moment. There is just now. There is just what this whatever this meat sack, this vehicle is expounding out to the environment around you. That's all there is. And so you have all experienced this. It's just you might not have experienced it under the heat of a sexually attractive woman in front of you. And I it is a shame for a man or a boy pretending to be a man to walk through his life and to have never experienced that true flow. And the only way that guy can experience the true flow of an absence of time and an absence of self, all reduced down to nothing, and get just there in the present moment with the girl. The only way that that can happen is through the reps, through the experience, through just interaction after interaction, of just slowly whittling away, just chipping away, just every day, every interaction, you get a little bit closer. And this is why it often happens at the end of sessions. When guys tell me that I went out, and I met two girls today. <laughs> they tell me that they're so proud of meeting two girls or three girls. It's like you never even got a chance. You never even gave yourself a chance to get into that true presence of flow with her. It's the 15th girl, it's the 20th girl, it's the 100th girl that night if you're going on a real romper. But in a day session, probably the 10th or 15th. It's that final interaction where you've just you've gone through this process of just step by step, reduce myself, reduce time and reduce myself. And, the, and you don't even need to focus on that. You don't even need to go out and say, oh, I'm going to focus on reducing myself and reducing time around me to enter flow. You don't even need to do that. All you need to do is trust in this process, trust in this action, which is that if I just go out there and focus on the actions themselves for the sake of the actions themselves, then you will get there. It might take you 10 interactions, it might take you 50 interactions in a day to experience a glimpse, an absolute glimpse of what I've been just ranting on in the last 10 minutes, but a true glimpse, if it's for a fraction of a moment, we truly experience what it was like to bring forth the very best of your masculine energy in commune with the very best of effeminence. A, a true glimpse of that moment. It's worth a thousand years of wisdom. It's worth it's worth untold, untold videos, seminars, boot camps. It's worth more than all of that. This is why I'm so, so, so hell bent on getting you guys to actually take action in your lives. There is nothing to be found in your bedroom. It's only to be found in that present moment with that girl. And when you let go of yourself. And you're just there. It's just me and her. You and her. You bring forth the best. It might have taken you years to get to that point, depending on how hard I guess you are, but just that true moment, that one moment, it's worth it all. It is worth it all. Where you have no idea of who you are, or who she is, it's just now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. uh <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, that's the end of that round, <laughs> my friends, I think that's where we're going to wrap up this uh, context, we're going to get new questions now, so, uh, yeah, what a session, what a session, we've got half an hour now, we've got half an hour now, it's uh, 11 a.m., so I've got half an hour to answer questions, for those of you that are new to this, and also if you're doing this live stream right now, Drop me a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this content. Any questions you now have on social dynamics, dating, relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, drop them in the chat box down below. Super chat questions will get bumped to the top. And as I said before, nice smack donated a nice $20 straight back to this channel, supports it. So he's going to go first. Then it's uh, free reign after that. So let's do this shit. Oh, hang on, hang on. There's there's a lot of other Super Chats coming in as well. I'll just stress that. Schemo comes in, $4.49 Australian. Thank you so much, my friend, uh, for the question, which means he's got a question. The next question after that will be uh, Ray Singh sending the SGD. I don't even know what currency that is. The socially good dime piece currency. <laughs> I don't know, $5. Thank you so much, Ray. Uh, he's got a question as well. So let's dive back up. By the way, you guys enjoying that thumbnail of the social Q and A? That is, uh, I mean, listen, that's a dime piece if you i not a dime piece before. Well, I don't know, I don't know. I've never met her, of course, but so I don't know what her personality is like. But just physically, it's uh, it's my cup my type of girl for sure. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, oh that's tangent (laughs) i'll hold that so let's get into the first question here uh from nice smack who jesus christ donated twenty dollars back to the channel i really appreciate it nice Mac. and he sent this really awesome little pear emoji with a maraca Uh, i think it's a pear could be (laughs) where's your question though where's your question is it up earlier what the, what the fuck's his question? Sorry, I'm just trying to get his question here. He, okay, so the next thing he said at least was, from Nice Mac, I feel like I have nothing to offer because I've been enclosed for so long. Ooh. He then goes on to say, How would you know if a girl is a HQ person, high quality person? How do I become a HQ person myself? It's just the reason why I'm smiling and you could hear the you can hear the fire in my voice is it because I like this question. That is a question worthy of time. So, so, uh, I'm going to, because it's a super chat, I'm going to give it my absolute utmost, utmost attention. So what happens to all the uh, super chats here? So let's just recap here. I feel like I have nothing to offer because I've been so in- I've been enclosed for so long. Again, scale here, my friends, scale. Some people would listen to that. Some coaches in the self development realm would look at that and go, No, 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 no. No, no, no. You inherently have everything to offer. You inherently have everything to offer just by your very existence. That's far left. Far right would be, Yeah, you're a piece of shit because you haven't been working on yourself. And yeah, you haven't. That's correct. You have, not, you have nothing to offer, but actually, even more than that, Because you've been so enclosed for so long and not been working on yourself, not only do you not have anything to offer anyone, you also had nothing to, you never will. Never will. It's like, you're just going to be a piece of shit for the rest of your life. That's far right. And people exist on the scale. Somewhere between, either the far left, far right, somewhere in between. When I look at that, I look at that and go, yes and no. Big yes, small no. Big yes in which that, if you've been a recluse, if you have been a turtle shell that has just been living in your bedroom, living vicariously through YouTube, living vicariously through the gram, then it is very unlikely that you do have any tangible, tactical offerings for people around you. If you have not built a skill set, if you have not gone to work and been a craftsman in this life, crafting on whether it be something within the physical realm, something within... The mental realm, something within the social realm, something within the purposeful realm. Yeah. Cause to being a man and part of the temple. Purpose, physical, mental, and social. It is very unlikely that you do not have someone office. So I agree with you on that, just looking at it as a matter of fact. I don't know you nice smack, but just the fact that you're telling me that, if that is the case for you, or any, even just part of that, sounds... There's a little girl on a bike out the front of my place and that's kind of creepy. Anyways, he... (laughs) I hope she's okay. Uh, It's like a pink bike. So at least if anything that I've said there even resonates somewhat with you, then I think it's accurate. I think we should be accurate that I'm not the type of person that would sit here and say that just because you occupy space on this earth automatically means that you have something to offer. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not that type of guy. It's what you do that defines you. And Let me take you a deep, a level deeper than that. Even more so than what you do that defines you. It is how you are. It is how you are. And how you are is what echoes, echoes in eternity. What you do and how you are is what echoes in eternity. You don't have to be Marcus Aurelius. You don't have to be Alexander the Great. You don't have to be Bruce Lee. You don't have to be Dwayne Johnson. You don't have to be Donald Trump, you don't have to be anyone of worldwide acclaim and fame. How you are, how you interact with people, how you export yourself, how you decide to engage in this life, all of these things, they will echo in eternity because all of our actions, moments of being, they're like ripples, ripples in a very vast ocean and that even when your time is done all the actions that you and all the people you engaged with and they receive the energy of you, whoever you consider yourself to be that goes on. It lives on. You know, it was the, let's see for the fourth, I think it's the, yes. It's the fourth anniversary of, uh, one of my best mate's suicide. Uh, shout out to Matt. Uh, it was the fourth anniversary almost 10 days ago. And, his actions how he was what he offered me when he was alive stay with me today still impact me every day still impact me every day you'll never see the end of your giving is what i'm trying to say here you might have offered a little piece of love and a little piece of joy to one person today but you don't you don't know what that's gonna how that's gonna affect them for the rest of their lives You know, even just want to talk about social right here, some girls break down in tears when you stop them on the street and just tell them, I saw you and I thought you looked beautiful. Some girls break down in tears. They're never going to forget that for the rest of their lives. You know, just even just not even sexually polarized, just going up to someone and say, You know, you don't know me, I don't know you, but I wish you the very best in life. You know, for someone who's in a really terrible place and just a random human being extended that, extended that joy, extended that love, that reinstalls some kind of faith. And what I'm saying here is, bringing it back in, is, I wanted to go deep with his question, is that it's, it's not so much about how grand the scale of your actions are or anything like that at all. It's just at the core when I was talking about how just because you occupy space on this earth, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are offering people value. But at the same time, it's like I, I consider you neutral. I consider you neutral the moment you are born. I don't consider you this being sent from above. I don't consider you a divine being from the very beginning. I don't, I don't consider you <clears throat> inherently hardwired to be a person of who will, if not now, but in future, become a person of great value and extend great value to other people. I don't consider anyone that off the get. I see people as neutral off the get. As in, is what it is, and then we will then see what you do with that. Let's see what you do with your life. And so, because you see this, you got people like Hitler. You got people like Hitler who thought he thought he was doing the right thing. A lot of us disagree. A lot of people disagree with what he was doing. Most of the world, in fact. So he chose to live his life the way he did, right? And okay, that's we saw what happened. We saw what happened there. Then you got someone like Wayne Dyer. Then you got someone like. Uh, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm reluctant to say Gandhi because I've been, <laughs> been reading some stories about Gandhi before Gandhi was Gandhi, but I'll go with Wayne. I'll go with Wayne, or even like the Dalai Lama, even better example. Someone like Wayne or Dalai Lama, and then you got those set of actions, and it's but both Hitler and Wayne Dyer, both Hitler and the Dalai Lama started at neutral, and then we saw what they did. So I think at the very beginning is that just because you're enclosed right now and you feel like you have nothing to offer, yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's so, like, well, how are you? How are you in your life? And when I'm saying not how are you, it's like, how are you, mate? I'm saying like, how are you? How do you be? What is your nature of being? How do you engage with all the other interactions, all the other people in this life? How does that go? Are you, are you, are you bringing off? Are you offering value? These are the questions I'd have you ask yourself because at any moment, you could choose to turn your life around. Any moment you could just say, I've had enough, I've had enough. I'm going to live every single waking moment in service of others. I came to that, uh, I came to that same decision myself uh, many years ago. Life looks very different when you think that way, but, anyways, I'm not telling you to think that way, I'm just saying that's an option for you. Moving on to the next part of this question How would you know if a girl is a high quality person? How do I become a high quality person myself? <laughs> it's very interesting because one of my clients. Uh, a different client was talking to me about even just this idea of social value. And listen, since we're going deep here, it's nice smack, donated that $20. I'm going to go very deep with you here, which is that <clears throat> um, and I might miss a few people with this because they just might not be operating on the right frequency to get this and not quite uh, evolved to this point yet. That's okay. Come back in a few years. You might get it then. <clears throat> social value is in fact a story. Social value is a story. We value jacked and tan. We value slim thick. We value the Mercedes Benz. We value the uh, golden crusted watch, the skyscraper. That's Western society. That's what we value. Now, take you out to the Amazon, put you in with the indigenous. I don't give a fuck about your golden crusted watch. I don't give a fuck about your slim thick. Can you survive? That's what we value. Can you pull down this tree? Can you bring this animal in? Can you take care of the young and the old and the sick? Value systems. Value systems here, my friends, are a story and a definition that we give. And <clears throat> as, as a realization, one of my clients uh, came to the other day in which that he's like, um, I'll, get, I'll get his exact words, actually. Give me a sec. He's probably watching. Shout out to T. Don't worry, I I won't say too much. But, uh, just, your words were, your realization was good. <clears throat> he said, um, <clears throat> The idea of social status is just that, an idea. Status doesn't really exist. We can never dire- directly experience it. We can only experience people. When we see people's social status before seeing the human, it is something added, like looking through tinted glasses. Some people can have more ranks, slash authority, social skills or socioeconomic standing than others. Those are all observable but those qualities don't add any extra specialness or importance to the person. It doesn't make them fundamentally any more or less than any other, than any other. I'm kind of proud of him for saying that now. It's one of my clients, baby. <laughs> Anyways, um, get that ego out of there. He, so that was, that's what he's understanding. That's just a message he had sent me. And I responded to him saying, Hey T, <clears throat> I understand what you mean. And the theoretical conclusion you've reached appears healthy. So my question is, how have you implemented this in your way of life since? And his response was that, I've done nothing. So, and the conversation goes on from there and we've, we've talked. So, uh, he's bang on. That's the, the one I'm uh, communicating, at least in theory, with you nice smack, is that how do you recognize a high value, a high quality woman? A high quality woman is what you de- deem and define her to be. A high quality woman to one man could be a woman that knows how to defend herself And could provide for herself. Or could provide for a family of ours if I in fact was not there anymore. That could be a high quality woman to you. Another man might look at that and go, I don't give a fuck about that. I just want to make sure that she's got a tiny waist and a big ass. That's high quality to me. That's a different guy. High quality is what you deem it to be. So I can't deem it for you. That's your journey in life. And it's always... uh, I ask you to... I ask you to look at the stories and the definitions you place in this life and just look at them as very liquid. I think our stories in life are extremely liquid. Like I said before, I take you out of your little comfy lifestyle right now, out of your little bedroom, and I just dump you into a new society with a different language and no one knows who you are. Well, that's basically like writing a new story now for yourself. You have the opportunity to at least anyway. It's actually a really good way to overcome any deeply entrenched limiting beliefs you have. Just move. Move to a different city and take up a completely different way of life. And you'd be amazed at how nonsensical your trivial problems were in your old life. You know, we're always, uh, life is liquid. How about that? Get that on a t-shirt. Life is liquid. So, uh, and now to his final question there, how do I become a high quality person myself? Again, value deemed. If you're looking for a response from me, a high quality person to me, high quality person to me is someone that spends every single waking moment in service, offering value to someone else outside themselves. Now how that manifests is infinite, absolutely infinite. A valuable person, someone who is of high value to me, is someone that, because there's two prong there, it's not only that they execute beyond themselves, but they have also let go of themselves. That to me is a high quality person. Someone that has recognized my sense of self and who I think I am. It's no one, it's nothing. It didn't even exist for the first five to six years of my existence on this planet. It's a story that was created at a certain time. And I continue to breathe life into it every single day. But someone that can recognize that at least and just go, well, hey, I'll get beyond myself today and I'll help someone else. That's a high quality person to me. doesn't mean you need to go to uganda and start digging wells doesn't mean that you need to quit your job at the office and become a cfs volunteer country fire service volunteer there are many ways and really at the very core level you can do it just through giving good energy and i made a whole video on it called how to develop absolute empathy Uh, sorry how to develop empathy with absolute strangers and that's just a whole video of me just going up to random strangers and giving love and uh and you see the effects. You see the effects. Now again, that's just my definition. Feel free to disagree. I'm sure a lot of you will. Good. I'm not attached to myself either. Let go of that guy a long time ago. So, so, so nice, smack. I thank you for that incredible donation to this channel. And with the pair, with the shaking of the maraca, I like the individuality. I like that. So, uh, I'm very grateful, and that's why I went very deep. We spent 18 minutes on his question. That's when you know. I tell you, it's straight true to my word. So now I'm going to move to the next super chats. See how I can get through them. But super chats get time of the day, and I I will I will answer every super chat, no matter how long this goes for. But as for the questions that weren't super chats, yeah, most like depends how long the other questions are. So uh, also, we just received another super chat from Buy Diz, which is two euros, saying, "Adam, is it important as a guy to start a family?" Fucking great question. However, there are other Super Chats before you. So, I'll need to get to those first. But that's a brilliant question. Brilliant. I love that. Oh, Mr. Potter, we've been expecting you. <laughs> so, Schema is the next Super Chat. By the way, let me just take a pause here and say, if you guys are up in this live stream right now, hit that thumbs up button down below. If you are watching this in post, drop me a comment as well. I will come back and answer any questions in post. If you're watching this for my guys in Europe, for my guys in the US, it's probably... Uh, Fuck three AM or something like that. So drop questions, show me some love, share this with someone, sign up to the free weekly email newsletter Bowl Sip Meditation Equals Social Steroids, and just so much. There's so much value in this Bowl Sip. It's like it's 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 some shit. It's some shit, and it's free. So <laughs> get it. Just sign up. And Sometimes I realize when I listen back to these, I say that too quickly because I've just been saying it for years. Bowl, B-O-W-L-D-O-J-O, dojo.com There we go. So the next question was a super chat from Eskimo, who donated a very humble $4.49 Australian. Thank you so much, Eskimo. you have great supporter of the channel. Thank you. And he says to me... <laughs> what does he say? I <laughs> just <to> find out. <laughs> oh, mom. He says to me... Here we go. Oh, it's just right above it. I was looking way too far up. Yo, Yo, Adam, I've been taking more action this year than ever before, but I feel like I'm growing at a slower pace than when I wasn't doing many approaches. Would there be anything I'm doing wrong? So right off the bat schemes, that's very general, very broad. Not a lot of context. So taking more action this year than ever before, but I feel like I'm growing at a slower pace. My first question would be is, do you have the necessary implements, the necessary equipment to be able to accurately reflect? If you go back to my video on the channel from last year of when I was coaching in Canada, I made a video called How to Transform Your Dating Life. Absolute ripper of a video if you haven't seen it. And I pretty much detail the step-by-step process for someone to completely transform their dating lives uh, on their own, without me, right? Right unless they're absolute hard cases, and then there's more to be talked about after that. But for the average guy, five and above, right? And I know Schemo is not five, or I believe he's not five and below. I don't know Schemo. I don't know him. But based on that he's been a regular follower of the chat. if I just had to be, I can't, I'll just, I'll have to just give him a five because I don't, I don't know him. I don't know. And it's never based on looks either. I've had guys that look like absolute studs that have a social dynamic skill set of a three or a two, right? That this, That's real. So I'm just going to give them a five because I don't know. But anyways, I was talking to you before about implements, is that if you feel like that you're growing a slower at a slower pace, but you're doing more approaches, the first signal that gives me is, I want to check first, is that are you reflecting just as well? Do you have the accurate reflection, which I mentioned in that video, which is why I mentioned it before, which is in the best of the best playlist. Are you reflecting on every single interaction? And have you been even more further, furthermore, have you been able to compare them to your previous interactions? Like do you, What I'm saying here is that do you have an objective sense? Is it just subjective? Is it something that you just kind of feeling within you? Because I wouldn't rely upon that. I wouldn't trust myself, especially if I'm in the beginning of my journey. Now, I know enough about Schemo to know that he's still 12 to three. I'm quite sure. At least, I, I know, because I know you said that you haven't gone over, you still haven't gone up to girls in the day, so that's at the beginning, that's not even, haven't even started that. But if you're talking about at night, you might be a little bit more experienced. But, so you might be three to six at night, but I, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if you're beyond that. I would not say. So anyways, to my point, is that you should be having an implement and equipment that will allow you to objectively reflect on every single interaction. If you're not recording all of your interactions and breaking them down, you may as well not be doing this at all. And I mean that. Accurate work is the fundamental, the absolute foundation of growth. And I've said this to guys before as well, which is that if it's not going to be accurate work, I prefer no work. Because it is demoralizing and it is... It will... It will erode all of your self-esteem and self-confidence if you just keep repeating the same actions and receiving a different, and expecting a different result. If you keep repeating those same actions and expecting a different result, you are, you, you are literally inviting yourself to the bad land of insanity. That's what insanity is. That's why I say to guys that if you're just going to do it, just do it right. Do it right or don't do it at all. Just come back when you're ready to do it right. Girls will still be here. You might not be. You might die tomorrow. Hey, that's life. But, so what I'll be saying you first is just, how's your, um? oh, Schema comes in at the bottom and says, has been doing day game. Very good. Very good. So growing. Very good. Uh, so that's the first thing I'll check. That is, if you feel like you're moving at a slower pace, even though you're doing more approaches, is that number one, I would just check whether you are even checking. If you are even reflecting accurately upon your interactions. That's step one. Step two, then let's say he is doing that, but still feels like, that he's moving at a slower pace. Well, then what I would say is that what do your sessions look like? Are your sessions structured? Are you going out in... You must have structure both macro and micro to your social dynamics. I've talked about this in the How to Go Out, uh, Full Guide to Going Out Solo. Full Guide to Going Out Solo. I'm not sure what number it is. Number 14, maybe? I don't know. But anyways, it's in the playlist. There's a whole playlist on the channel. And... So the macro structure to Schemo Sessions, I'm saying this from here, is that he should have action blocks. He should have blocks of action. You should not just, if any of you approached 2020 thinking, well, I'm just going to improve my dating life this year. Oh, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to decide, going to get really good at day ends here," Going to finally get my night game out of this year. I'm finally going to finally going to get laid this year. Yeah. Ah, ah, all sounds good, doesn't it? Well, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? What's your plan? What, 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 what direction are you going to tack in? How are, you going to, how are you going to get there? How are you going to find this place in the Amazon? How? It's, 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 more, it's not enough just to say that I want to do this or this is what I'm going to do. How are we going to do it? So macro structure, action blocks. No one should be going out immersively, immersively for any longer than four weeks at a time. Four weeks is the limit. If you try and go out for any longer than four weeks, Listen. You can. It's it's that old it's older adage that they use in the fitness industry, which is that you can either you can either train hard or long, but you can't do both. Okay. Same very similar principle here, which is that you can't really put in any more than four weeks worth of intense action if you're really doing it the way you should be doing, which I'll talk about in micro in a second. Without getting burnt out, you will get burnt out if you're doing it correct. So you should have action blocks set up of four weeks. Now going down to the micro. As to how often, uh, sorry, as to how much volume you are going out with, and no, both, how often and how much volume you are going. Well, well, hang on a second. YouTube just said that we're not receiving data. Are we still live? I think it only dropped out for a second there. Can someone just give me a, uh, give me a, give me a thumbs up or whatever in the chat and let me know if we're still live? I think we are. I think I only dropped out for a second there. Fuck well, even if I did drop out for longer than that because I wasn't looking, I'll keep an eye on that. Uh, all I was saying was that now stepping down to my I was talking on the macro of that you need four-week action blocks that thumbs up, we're good. Okay, cool. Ray says we're good. Thank you, Ray. So now stepping down of the micro, how often you're going out within uh, within those four weeks and how many girls you meet even those four weeks, that's going to be tailored to your number one, where you are in the journey and uh, your natural set point as well. So for Schemo, uh, hes I'm pretty sure, I'm—I I, again, I don't know him, but I definitely would not say he's beyond six on the clock face of 12-12 to 12 social dynamics. I, I don't believe he's consciously competent. I still believe that he is within, if I was being extremely generous, somewhere between three to six, but I think you're likely around three. I don't know that you're going to have to know for yourself. Um, so either or, thanks guys for the feedback. Appreciate that people just telling me that the stream's still working uh so it's either going to be that he should be on a 30-day challenge right now and he's going out and meeting anywhere between five to ten girls within the day right that's how much i'll be so that's what i'm saying is that do you have structure because schema if you're telling me that you're moving at a slower pace but you're doing more approaches you might be doing more approaches in total but are you doing them in a structured manner are you doing them with an action block that has intent, such as a 30-day challenge? Or if, if it's not a 30-day challenge, because you're beyond that, which I don't think you are, but you could be, say that you are if you're not Schemo. Do you have an, an intent and a goal for your next four weeks, whether it's three days a week, four days a week, five days a week? And what's the goal behind it? What am I working on? What am I doing? There has to be structure. There has to, You cannot approach social dynamics as if you're just going to the Sunday market, looking to, looking to have a peruse. You cannot just peruse the lands of social dynamics. You have to go in like a military operator that just, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it for, and this is how it's going to be. That's how you get this shit done within a relative, relatively short time pay- frame. In a relatively short time frame. Otherwise, you will repeat my journey, which is two years of fucking up because I didn't come in I did not come in with that game plan, and I just thought it was okay to be able to go out and meet a girl and get her a number, and I thought that was good enough. So that equals two years of no dates, no lays, no relationships for two years. You don't want to live my journey. You don't want to do that. Please don't. Please go on with a game plan. Be actionable. Be intentful. Know exactly what you're doing, right? Or don't do it at all. Or please don't do it at all. It's very painful. It's very painful. Okay. Schema goes. Uh, I don't know if I need if I need one. Been having at least one day to a week for months now. That's very good. That's very good. So and remember, I said his question was very broad and very general. The other, the last part of it is when he says, "Would there be anything that I'm doing wrong?" Uh, well, is would I be doing? would there be anything I'm doing wrong? And this is the final, yeah, that's the final piece, which is that he could have done correctly the two things I've said, in which that accurate reflection and also intentful action, so he's got part one, part two, but there's always part three, which is that he could very well, excuse me, he could be very well just messing up somewhere within each individual interaction, in which that, between open qualification, investment close, and bring the best of his 50, he could just have holes. So I don't care how many interactions you're doing. I don't care how many interactions you're doing. Like, like the the if you don't know how to drink, you can't teach yourself how to drink. If you've never taken a drink before, it's like how could I expect someone to be able to reflect on their own interaction and pick up on the fact that they've completely tanked on qualification if they do if 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 they've never known what it means to have good qualification, they if they don't know, you see what I'm saying. How can someone drink if, they've never, if, if they don't even know what it means to drink? Right. That's, that's what I'm saying here. So what I'm saying is that, of course, at the, at the, there's always the possibility that you could be doing more approaches but not moving as fast as you thought you were purely just because you're making mistakes and you're not fixing those mistakes because you don't know how to fix those mistakes. That's always a possibility. And that's where most thats most of my clients that come on Bootcamp, that's most of my clients that work with me because, and I always recommend this. I always say to guys, I've got clients that have been Skype coaching clients for years that haven't taken Bootcamp and purely because they, they want to try and get it done on their own. And they're just, they're just still like pussyfooting around, pussyfooting around. But I've always said to them, it's like, listen, do this on your own first. Try it to your best of your best abilities First, then come to me afterwards. I will still be here. But if you think you can get this done on your own, get it done on your own. But in the event that you have proven this to yourself that I can't get it done on my own, well, then you don't even have to come to me, but go to someone. Go to someone that will be able to show you what you need to fix because it is a painful, painful story to repeat what I did. Right? Two years of fucking not. So, and also, there's actually one other, potential fourth thing as well, uh, Skibo, which is that, uh, you could just be seeing diminishing returns, which is that we in the in fitness industry, we refer to it as uh, newbie gains, right? Which is that when you're beginning, yeah, you experience tremendous levels of growth just because you're new to it, right? That's that bell curve. But then at a certain point, it's going to level off, it's going to plateau. Yeah, not quite like in fitness though. In fitness, it's like, it's it's very, it's, it's almost like clockwork how it happens. In social dynamics, it's not been the case that I've said. You don't have to plateau in social dynamics, I've seen some guys completely transform who they are in 30 days in, in sometimes even less, sometimes a lot more, but you know, if everyone's a little bit different, but the the plateaus are not clockwork in social dynamics. If you're plateauing, it's for a very specific reason. It's not just because you're now three to six or six to nine. There is no inherent plateauing and slowing down of progress because you just look at my journey when two years of fucking up, no dates, no layers, No relationships. Two years of going out. All I could do, I could go out and get a girl's number on the street. That's cool. Always flex, right? Because I'm only going out once every second week, once every week and a bit, right? I think that's good enough. Finally, do a 30-day challenge. At the end of the 30-day challenge, have my first ever date, day two, ever from cold approach. First ever lay, first ever pullback, first ever relationship, first ever casual relationship, all within 30 days. So that's going 12 to 12 within 30 days, at least in a... If you look at it on an external sense, now there's a lot more to be learned internally. There's, that's a different journey altogether. But if you just look at it objectively from the outside, it's like, well, there's no plat- there wasn't any plateau. If anything, that was just like a, a rocket ship. And I know guys that do that faster. I've had some guys that it's happened faster. I know a lot of clients that it happens way longer. It takes way longer. So the plateaus, this is just the one thing I want to hit with you schema, is that if you're plateauing, it is not because there is an inherent nature of plateauing within the journey of social dynamics. It is 100% because of something you are either doing or not doing, which I have just expounded. So hopefully that gives you some uh, food for thoughts. It's, uh, I'm very glad to hear that you're finally doing some, meeting some women out in the day. And yeah, so just hope that you are being reflecting accurately on them, taking intentful action. And if in the event you feel that you get to that point where well, I think I'm doing everything right, but it's just not happening for me. Well, then please reach out to someone of higher level of experience than yourself. That is uh, a qualified, deemable coach. Doesn't have to be me. Doesn't have to be me. I've said this again and again in all my videos. It's not have to be me. But I just don't want to see anyone walk through uh, two years of just my journey when I first began. Life is uh, Life is far too rare for that. So, so, uh, moving to the next uh, Super Chat. The next Super Chat comes in from Racing. Oh, by the way, Skimmer also said, by the way, giving myself a lifetime to succeed. Good man. Good man. Keep moving forward. So, Racing comes in with the SGD, which I, I don't know what currency that is, but I'm calling it the uh, social good time dime piece. That's what I'm calling that. <laughs> Five dollars. Five social good time dime pieces. You guys did say, Adam, what happened to the... Russian linguist who turned out to be a nasty during the day too. Oh yeah. Yeah, the most toxic woman I've ever met. I wouldn't even call her a woman. Most toxic girl. That's far too respectful. Uh, it's not even far too respectful. It's just inaccurate. She just She was the most toxic girl I've ever met in my entire life. So I've I've been honey dick honey dicking a little bit this for a long time. A lot of guys wanted to hear about this. It's just that I like to wait to tell these stories when I've had a good half year for things that are very extreme for me to just make sure that it's not just me being emotional in the moment and that give me six after an extreme date, like it was with that Russian girl, give me six months to live life. And then, or, or just you know, three months, six months, sometimes a year for some of my stories, just to make sure that it wasn't my current level of evolution that was coloring and misperceiving the interaction. That's why I haven't discussed the Russian girl, uh, and I would actually like to do it in a full video. But I will do. A, I will. Uh, I'll give you. The, I'll give it to you now. But it's gonna be its own piece of content at some stage. She's just the most toxic girl I've ever met in my life. So for those that don't know what Ray's talking about, you can actually. This is quite beautiful. You can actually go on my channel and watch the very interaction he is talking about in Day Game Sessions Three. The very first girl of the day I met was a very sexy, blonde Russian girl. And not just like physically, but also emotionally. Like, she's my type of girl, feisty. Like, he's got a bit of, a bit of bite to her, he got a bit of flame to her. And, uh, and so I like that. So our initial interaction, Ray, was fire. Absolute firebird. You see me get absolute, you find, for those that are here at the beginning of the social QA, you see me enter that true moment. Between the masculine and feminine energy, where there is no time and there is no self. And I have that because I have to remind myself to move her to the side, where normally I will just, it, there wouldn't even be a, a a blip. There wouldn't even be a blip. I literally say to her, listen, I'm just kind of lost in your eyes right now. And I'm like, oh, anyways, gonna move you to the side. And I move her to the side. Instant day begins. So that's when you know you're truly lost in that moment. And so that interaction was just, oh. I can still feel the fire and the sexual energy between her and I uh, within that interaction. And you guys can go watch it. You can literally watch it as I'm uh, speaking right now. However, the day two, we had the day two the next day. So we met up at well, I don't know, one o'clock, 12 o'clock. Everything looked good. Uh, so I'll give you the, the, the text. Hey, how about this? I can even read you the text that set up the day two. How about that? How about that? That's just, how, that's how you know this shit is legit. <laughs> As if I'd be, ever be the type of guy that would sit here and not, what type of guy would do that? Just come on here and just tell stories that are made up. Uh, where's, was the fucking, this is a while back. Let me get it. Uh, so I'm just going, I'm scrolling through my messages here. There we go. So. Yeah, Friday, 21st of June, 2019. Hey, X, the magician, random, great meeting you, Adam. She responds a couple hours later saying, nice meeting you too, exclamation mark. I respond, does tomorrow or Sunday suit you better for coffee slash tea adventure? She responds, I've got an exam tomorrow uh, morning. That should finish about 12, question mark. So 12 onwards. And I say, "Gumbadi mas," mars, which means good luck. Uh, Can do 12.30 PM, meet me at the balls. She says, okay, done. So- uh, that, by the way, if you guys like, how the, f- how the fuck did that texting mag- magic happen? I've got an entire video on it. It's called How to Text a Girl Explained. Text game explained. It's one of the most viewed videos on my channel. Just type in the bowl, uh, how to text a girl or text game explained, something like that. And you, that's my entire system of what I just did then is in that video. It's that simple. right? Texting is just logistics. That is it. So then I see her the next day. It's like 1230, I guess. Hey, my memory was on point. So it was 1230. Uh, 12 o'clock, meet up with her. Off the get, she's just come off an exam. So, eh, I didn't think much of it coming into it. You know, you read the girl in front of you. I broke up to her, she's a little bit out of it. She's a little bit out of it off the get. And when I say out of it, just not the same girl I met yesterday. That doesn't have that same energy, doesn't have that same flame. Just doesn't seem that in that really good of a mood, really. Like, not, not... Terrible. Not like that girl that I made the entire video, a entire podcast about called uh, How to Do a Feisty alpha for Females. That girl was ridiculous. But uh, this girl was even more ridiculous, actually. This girl was far more ridiculous. Just not off the get. Off the get, that other girl was so toxic off the get that I walked away from her at the beginning of the day too. That was a different girl. This girl, though, was not that bad off the get. So, you know, and I've actually got footage of this day too as well in I forget I forget which video it is, but in in a few videos after I put in day two footage uh, from this because I had I had uh, I thought it'd be cool, so I had Roy record the day two, which I'll never post online, just like visual, like never the full thing. But I've just put it a little, uh, I put it a little few little sneaky. Uh, is there? I think in the bowl sip this week. I think there is a screen cap. I think. Let me check. I think I put a screen cap in this week's. Free weekly email newsletter. Let me just check, because I either did or I didn't. Hold on. Yeah, I did. Holy shit, Ray! What a time, Ray! I'm pretty sure that you are signed up to this week's email. In this week's Bullsip email, uh, in the section titled "What I'm Working On," Aussie Bootcamps camps and more. There's a there's an image in there with a screen cap from this day two with this girl, literally. Like it's right, I'm looking at it right now. you fucking love it. You'll fucking love it. So if you're not signed up, boldojo.com, B-O-W-L-D-O-J-O.com. So that's when you know it's real. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Sorry, I went to the wrong chat box. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so going on with the story here. Going on with the story. It's just, it's amazing that not only can you see the initial interaction... But you can also just heard me read out the texting that set up the day two. And now you can actually see a screen cap from the recorded day two. So, which I'll never put out in full. Anyway, it's not how I roll. But, so, yeah. So, I, I meet up with her. We hug. And I say, all right, let's go. Typical typical shit. Um, let's get a tea. Let's get a coffee. And we'll go down to the gardens. Okay, so, we go down to uh, T two. You yeah, know, we're in the tea shop. I'm getting my matcha. She's getting whatever she's getting. And yeah, she's, she's a little bit out of it. She's just a little bit out of it. She's a weird, she's a little bit of a weird girl of eye contact in general. Uh, something that I didn't, well, I don't think came up in the initial interaction, but she's very, she didn't like to look people in the eyes. I've met a few girls like this. She really didn't like to look people in the eyes and I found it, I mean, it's always uncomfortable when people don't look you in the eyes, but this was like weird, weird level not looking at you in the eyes. And so I'll bring it up once and I'll say, listen, you don't really like looking people in the eyes. I noticed this the other day. And she's like, yeah, I just, it's been like a thing since I was young. I just don't like looking people in the eyes. I'm like, okay. That's weird. So it's just some weird things at the beginning, but it's all right. So we start walking. We start walking down to the botanics. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Walking down to the botanics, getting the tea. There is no signs of what is about to happen, which is, which is like turn your key nuclear launch station. What is about to happen? So we get down to the gardens. Now, for those that have been to the Adelaide Botanic Gardens, we're coming off North Terrace. You go go down, you enter the entrance, you walk, turn right, and you go down to the massive lily pond. For those of you that actually, if you want to get a visual for it, there's a video on my channel called Instant Date After Meditation. That's where I took her. This is amazing. The about of just the sheer, the sheer level of content on my channel is ridiculous so you can actually see it if you want and it's actually the where we were sitting is in that video where I was meditating and so this is what I do right right that's what I do like any normal person I sit down all right it's it's okay it's not it's not like 25 it's sunny but it's a it's nice weather it's not like it's drenched or anything like that I sit down on the grass and she refuses to sit down now I don't mean, no, actually, I don't know about sitting down. I mean, like, nope, I'm not sitting down. I'm not sitting down. Let's go. Let's move. Get up. This is what she says to me. I sit down and she goes, I'm not I'm not sitting down. Get up. Get up. And I'm like, I'm like on the ground. Uh, for those of you on the podcast, you got to go look at this on YouTube. I'm like, are you for real? And I was like, I was shocked. I was like, are you fucking serious? You won't sit down? And I was, I like, I said it just like that as well. I was like, I, I was like mind blown. after hundreds and hundreds of day twos of bringing girls to this exact spot. This is like my spot, right? I've never seen this ever. A girl who is so aggressively adamant about not sitting down on the grass. Now you guys might be thinking, oh, she must have been wearing a short dress, and maybe she was like, worried about her like legs, or so. I was like, no, she's wearing tight blue jeans. If you can see the image in this week's email. She's wearing tight blue jeans. Oh, well, she must have been wearing really fancy shoes that cost $500 and doesn't want to mess up the shoes. I'm like, N- no, just regular heels or regular boots with a bit of a heel, and... And even so, could have easily taken them off if she wanted to. But they it's they, not like, it's, it, that wasn't the issue. The issue was not what she was wearing. And so I say to her, but why? I said, why? Why will you sit down? And in my mind, as this is going on, I'm like, this is literally an episode from Seinfeld. Just slightly different context. This is literally when Jerry sits down at the diner with that girl with uh, bloody, uh, what's his name? Fucking puppy, puppy's daughter. He sits down with puppy's daughter, and she won't taste the pie. And she and she's like, "Here, have try some." And she's like, "Nope." Just shakes her head. Just shakes her head. Won't give him an explanation. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in this moment, going, "Are you fucking puppy? What are you? What do you mean you won't sit down?" And say it's, like, it's such a joke. Like I'm laughing as well. I'm laughing. I'm trying to make light heart the situation, but it, it starts to turn like weird. It starts to get very like. At first, she was just like, "Not get up, got up, We got. I'm not sitting down." And I'm like, "No, nah, you be. You got. You got to be real, right? Like, come on, just sit down. Just sit down." But then after, like, it persists. Because I'm, of course, I'm going to hold my frame. I hold my frame. I don't get up. I don't get up. We're here at the gardens. What else are you going to do, right? you could just sit down, right? We're, we're just going to stand here. We'll keep walking like we're doing a marathon. No, we're here. This is the moment. It's a beautiful lily. It just doesn't make sense. And so I'm like, I'm going to sit down here. And this is a principle that I've taught you guys since the beginning since for the last five years. Is that all of your dates, all of your day twos should be predicated on what you would be doing anyway. So I literally act this out. And I said to her, listen, you don't have to sit down, but I'm going to sit down. Like, I'm not getting up. So you can stand there if you want. Like I'm not going to... I'm not going to stop you from standing there, but it's a bit strange. I say, I'm say i getting like a little bit more serious with her to communicate this is really weird. And she's like, so she's like, you gotta imagine I'm sitting on the grass, like pretty chill, just like hands back. And she's standing there, arms folded, getting like real pouty now, like getting like short and sharp with me. And I'm like, but that's not going to fucking budge me. It's like, I don't, I don't need this. It's like, we're here is what I want to be doing. It's what I'm going to be doing anyway, whether you're here or not. So she's like, all right, I'm just going to stand. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So I just like sit there and we're like having this like disjointed conversation about why she won't sit down. And this is the thing that she kept saying to me. She kept saying, you can't pressure me. You can't pressure me into sitting down. Can't fucking pressure me into sitting down. And I'm like, I'm not pressuring you. All I'm saying is that it's a bit weird that you're not look at all the people around us the only people standing are the people who are walking and so just sit down like we just sit down and she works it down and so she's like you can't pressure me no no and and uh, she, she finally gave up on trying to get me to stand up she stopped trying to say get up get up but at a certain point uh hold up are we still in right now it's just that my, my preview has kind of like stopped previewing I hope, I hope that we haven't just lost all that. Uh, I think we're still streaming. If not, the recording will be there afterwards. But can some of you guys give me a thumbs up? Just make sure we're still streaming. All good. Thank you. Thank you, my man. Just that my YouTube preview, for some reason, is paused. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tyron. Thank you. And uh, Willingness. Thank you. So, so, after about five good minutes, I just like, okay... This girl is very strange. I've never experienced this. I'ma give her one. I'ma give her. Maybe there's just something I don't know about her today, about her experiences in life, about sitting on grass. Hey, maybe she got raped on grass one time. Maybe she got physically abused on grass, and she's just. That's what's going to my mind is like Adam. Just give her one. It's like you've had your fun. You've had your five minutes here. Give her one. And one of my other core principles, give her a chance to get out of her own way. Maybe she'll be good if we just walk and get to a bench. Okay, I'm like, ah. It, I was like fighting it inside, it within myself. I'm like, ah. But I'm like, okay, I'll give her one. I'll give her one. I've proven, I've proven that number one, I've held my frame. I didn't get up when she asked me to get up. And so it's quite clear that this the polarity sexually has not been broken. I've held my principles. Now I'm going to give her a bit of empathy And allow her to get out of her own way. Just in case there's some shit I don't know about. So I get up. And I'm like. "Ah, Let's go for a walk. So we go for a walk. And it just gets worse. It goes. Downhill from there. As we start walking. It's like. It's crickets. It's like. She won't say anything. And. The only thing. The only thing is like. I'm like. Well. I don't feel the need to speak. It's like. It's on her to repair the bad behavior she's just uh, demonstrated. I'm not going to reward her by trying to uh, make this now... Like, you know, trying to pedestal and all that bullshit. Uh, It's just like, listen, we don't reward bad behavior. And if a girl acts out bad, well, then it's on her to repair. Okay? And every time I've done this with girls on previous dates that have made bad moves, that have acted poorly, as soon as I just show them that this is not acceptable, they will always try and recover. They will always try... And, and realize, oh shit, I fucked up. Okay, I'll start asking him questions. I'll start trying to show him that I'm a good person, etc, etc, etc. She doesn't do it. She doesn't do that. She maintains her saltiness, if not, gets saltier, right? it just kids getting worse. As we start walking, it's like crickets. And then after, after we walk past like these, like uh, over this little bridge and past this little pond, and we get to a bench, and I'm like, I'm just like, are you okay? Are you okay? And is this, is you okay? And she goes, yeah, I just don't want like to be pressured. I don't want like to be pressured. I'm like, <clears throat> and I wanted to chomp on it, but I was like, let it go. I'm just let it go. Even though there's no pressure. It's like, let it go. I'm like, all right. So we sit down, we sit down on this bench, looking out over this lake. She proceeds to get her phone out. She gets the phone out. No, no, hold on, hold on. Before that, She doesn't even sit next to me. Like I sit not in the absolute center of the bench, probably center left, like just a little bit center left so that she could sit next to me, right? So it doesn't feel like it's like overly crowded. She sits like a good, you could fit another person in between us, right? And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, it's getting weirder. It's getting weirder. And, And then she gets her phone out. She gets her phone out and she just starts texting. She starts texting on her phone. And I'm like, I'm like on the bench with my arm around the bench, just looking at her going, who is this person? I'm like, this person's insane. What type of person goes out on a day with someone and gets out of their phone and just starts texting? I've never seen this before. I've not only refused and was just being like an absolute quite frankly, just insane, just insanity, just not sitting down on the grass, that was insane enough, but then sits down on his bench, has a chance to repair her bad behavior, and does worse, even fucks up even more, and gets her phone out, and starts texting, and so I'm like, I saw asking, I think I might have asked her a couple questions, I just like, just to try, and just see, like, something about her, oh, it's either her mood or what it was. she was the exam or something i was just like just trying to investigate and she was giving me one word answers and not embellishing on anything no story nothing just one word answers and then so it just goes on then here this is beautiful and this is where the fucking this is the best this is where it really gets toxic is that a japanese family walks by in front of us for those that you know i've been studying the language and this Japanese people go by, and I pick up because I hear the mom say "gamburu, gamburu" to her little uh, her little son. It's like a mother and two sons, and she's like, "Do your best, do your best," because he was trying to catch the duck. And I'm like, uh, as they walk by, I yell out "kawaii!" I just yell out like, very cute, like you know "honto kawaii. and and the Japanese. This is like from quite. They were like 20 meters by already, and I just yelled out "kawaii!" and and uh kawaii and she and then the mother turns around and goes oh oh and she's like super like because you know like with japanese people here other people speak japanese when they're non-japan they freak out and she's like she's uh she's like she's couldn't and she's she's like loving it those kids are loving it and then old toxic next to me toxic blonde Yells out, what are you doing? What are you saying? Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. And then she starts blurting out Japanese. Just like, just, And just like, re- like saying basically, is it just like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. She's like apologizing to the mom for me speaking Japanese to her. And then, and then like breaks back into English going, he doesn't know what he's saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's just like profusely apologizing. For no reason. And then the mum's like confused at her. But then smiling at me. And I'm like what's wrong with you? Said it. I'm like what is wrong with you? It's like we're having a good time here. You're on your phone texting. You've been in this like salty toxic mood. And now you're like freaking out. What's going on here? And she says you just said kawaii. Which means scary. The word kawaii means scary. And kawaii means cute. And I'm like, no, I didn't. You were, you were texting in your phone, right? You were here texting, right? And I'm yelling out kawaii to these little kids that are cute. And obviously, because of the context, it's like, it's obvious. It's like, it's two little kids chasing a duck. How's that scary? How could that ever be interpreted as scary? Not that it was, but that's how she had, probably because, you know, she's absent-minded. She's not in the moment and she hears it. And so she freaks out. Now, even if, even if I had said even something like, actually that was offensive, but I didn't know or whatever. And she actually had very good reason to apologize, which of course she didn't. But let's say she did. She didn't have to freak out. Like, why, do you, why are you freaking out? Because it's diff- maybe it would be different if the mom like, f- tried to fight me or tried to uh, you know like, call up the police. That's a different story. But the mom was fucking loving it. She's having a great time. It's like It's like, in my mind, I'm like, this can't be real. This cannot be a real scenario. I've been on hundreds and hundreds of day twos and not once have I experienced anything to this level of toxicity, of insanity. The combination of the two. I have seen levels of insanity on day twos. I've seen levels of of toxicity. Just not both together. Not with being next to someone who is just rotten to the core in terms of their energy. Just darkness, absolute darkness and then at the same time make no sense it's i've never seen it i've never seen that combination before even when i think about the girl that i made the entire podcast about called uh how to do a feisty alpha females and she was like super toxic but she wasn't insane she wasn't insane she she could see the error of her ways and she made up for them like she was willing to apologize call me up and etc and and you know, and she could, she had some level of self awareness. Is what I'm saying, because insane people have no self awareness. But this girl was literally belonged in an asylum on this day, and this is what makes it even more perplexing. Think about who she was yesterday. She was a girl who was blowing my mind the day before. She was a girl the next, the day before where you can watch the interaction with this like fireworks between her and I. She's, she's like a. She's like my kind of girl. How can someone go from a girl that, that made Adam like fucking give me a half erection just talking to her by, and just like lighting me up? I want to see her the very next day. How do you go from that type of girl to the very next day being the most literally toxic and insane person I've ever met in my entire life? I've, at least in a female form. I've probably met some males that are on borderline, but in terms of female, how could this be? How could this be? It can't be, right? It can't be. Fuck yeah. It, it, it doesn't make sense even thinking about it now. And so here's here's how it wraps up. So she freaks out about the, the Japanese woman, pro, pro, just profusely apologizing. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Because <laughs> it's so uncalled for. Like, even if I had messed up the word, which I didn't, but even if I had, and the way that I know that I didn't mess up the word is because the mom was like reciprocating. She's like, "Ah, oh, like saying, thank you. Why? So anyways, so at that point, I literally, when the calms down, the Japanese woman walks off and it's just us two and it's just dead silent, except for her tapping on her phone. She goes back to her phone texting and I'm like, I'm there. I'm literally there like this, for those of you on the podcast, I've like, I've got my hands in the air, like, like, not, not like, not like I just don't care, but like at hip level, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm alive and that I am operating in the sense of reality that I thought I was previous to meeting this girl. I'm like, cause it's like literally a dream. It feels like this is, is not real life because I'm, I'm, I've got some experience under my belt, fellas. I've, I've been around and I've never seen this before. So I'm just like this. Whenever I'm in a situation where I'm like, I'm not sure if it's real. I just put my hands out like this. just, And I just like to feel the air. Like, is this real? Is this real? Because this very well could be a dream. And I'm feeling the air between my hands and I haven't woken up yet. So it's a dream. Uh, so, it's not, so it's real life. This is not a dream. So then I go, well, what the hell do I do then? because I don't at at this point I'm like I I don't I don't hate anyone I would I would never I would never wish ill upon anyone but in terms of the scale of who I would not want to spend time with this girl's the epitome of that she is she's like she's set the new bar for someone that I do I I can't I don't want to breathe around her I as she's so toxic that like, it's like I can feel the energy. Like my heart is beating so fast and how how much I want to get away from her. That is just how intense the situation is. And I'm sitting, I'm, I'm there and I'm just, I take a good two minutes just to breathe. And I just, we sit there in silence. She's tapping on her phone and I'm just breathing. And finally, and this is how you know it was the next level, is that at a certain point, I just nod like to myself. I'm like, no. Okay. And I get up and I walk away. That's it. Sayonara. I get up and I just walk off. I didn't even say goodbye to her. I didn't even say, well, listen, this has been fucked, but have a good life. See you later. I didn't even give her that. I, because I, I really didn't have words. I, I didn't know, there's nothing I could have said. It's in my mind looking back now, I'm like, I wouldn't change a thing. I got up, I turned left, and I walked away. I didn't look back. Now, some of you that have followed that, the other, the fasty alpha female girl, you'll know that I had to walk away from her twice. However, she, on the first time, come came running back, came running back. On the second time, she came calling back about 10, 30 minutes later. So she eventually like, realized the error of her ways and came back to make good. Now, in both scenarios, I never look back. Whenever I walk away from a girl, because what does that signal? Dude, to, to, to to make someone like me walk away from you, you have to be operating on levels of toxicity that are all time, that I just like bottle it up, bottle it up and shove it in a, in a fucking chassis and drop it on a country. That's the type of toxicity I'm talking about. And so... I, but for me to not even say I am going because at least to the to the previous girl who was the old timer I said at least said to her well listen you don't have to come but I'm going see you and I and I kept walking and on the second time with that girl on the day three I said to her listen I, I, don't, I can't hand, I can't I can't even with you right now listen, I'm going see you and I walked off I at least said goodbye I at least said see you not with this girl no this girl I, I just didn't have words to say not that I didn't want to say them I just couldn't it's like this if that's the, the, the level. The level of toxicity. So I walk off. Never heard from her again. I didn't look back. She did not text me back. She did not try and call me to apologize. Which told me that this girl was literally insane. For someone to act the way that she did. It must be. She must have a clinical case of bipolar. Because if you think about her on the day before. And you can watch the interaction from the day before. For someone to have for someone to have someone like me get up and walk away without even saying anything, and to not then sit there and go, oh shit, did I fuck up? Even if they didn't even like agree to the fact that they fucked up, 99.99% of people on this earth would at least acknowledge that something was wrong. That, and I must have played some part of it, even if not all of it. Even if she wanted to hang on to the fact that, well, you know, he he wouldn't get up when I asked him to get up off the grass. You know, that's like maybe like, even that's like a straw. That's like a point of straws. But, but so that, what that told me is that she never texts me back. Because of course I was never going to text her. I was never going to call her to say like, are you okay? I didn't give a shit at that point. But the fact that she didn't try to make good, which is what all the other girls that I've dealt with that have been feisty and that have been toxic to a certain level they always try and make good. You give them a bit of space. You hold your frame. It's like a situation with another girl. We're in a casual relationship that I was in. When a casual relationship with this girl. Teas and seeds of casual relationship. I don't meet your friends. I don't meet your family. You don't meet my friends. You don't meet my family. Core principles of casual relationship. Open and free. One night, I so said I was going to uh, the cinema with my boys. I went with Jordan and Matt. When Matt was still alive, shout out. And uh, and we're at, we're at Marion. And my girl texts me saying... Oh, hey, listen, I'm at the same cinemas as well, but I'm with my friends. You can meet them as well. She texts me this to me. And I text her back going, no, it's not what we agreed upon. And that's that's all I texted her. Right? She then texts me back saying, like, just lashing me. Just like, just like, just like, you're such a dick. You're such a dick. I thought you were a nice guy. And, you know, it's like, I can't believe you. You wouldn't even meet my friends. I didn't respond to it. I didn't respond to it. Three days later, she texts me back saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucked up. Let's can we meet up again, right? Of course. You give a good you tell you set the rule, you set the T's and C's, you set the rules, you stand strong to them no matter what happens, and you give a girl space. Most girls who are sane will realize that they fucked up, they made a mistake, and that they will come back and make a good. That is what a regular, normal human being will do when they realize they made a mistake. They might take them some time. Them a couple of days. They might realize they get over their emotions, but this girl didn't even do that. So that's what made me know that this girl, this girl has a record. She has a trophy in my case of being the most toxic, insane female I've ever met. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> there you fucking go, right? How about that for a story? And so, just what's beautiful about it is that you guys can actually watch the initial interaction, and that's how bipolar it is. She's such a great girl in that in that video. You'd like you you would think I was making this shit up, but then if you only heard the cliff notes, but then you realize, oh, Adam's got detail on this. There's no way you could have made this shit up. You can't make this shit up. This is something like unlike I've ever experienced. Ah, oh, amazing, amazing. I thank her so much for that interaction. I love it. I love it. I then. Went out and met a much nicer girl. <laughs> literally after. <laughs> oh shit! I literally went back up into the mall because Roy was supposed to, Roy was filming it, and uh, and I met back up and I was in JB Hi-Fi getting a new memory card I met a much nicer girl like now like half an hour later. I'm like, oh, back to real life, back to real people. <laughs> oh shit! So, um, guys, how long's this session been? Uh, we're going over two hours. However, like I said, I will get through all super chats. So my friends, uh, no more super chats. Please do not drop any more super chats because this, we're only supposed to go for an hour and a half anyway, <laughs> we're gone for two hours, some, that was just worth telling that entire story. So uh, listen, if you want to drop more super chats, I will not be able to address them in this session. I will save them for the next session, but otherwise just wait till next week. Okay. So, yeah, thank you very much, Ray, for that, uh, that question and for that super chat. So, uh, Singapore dollars, not in my house, Ray. Not in my fucking house. Sir. That is uh, that is a social good time dime piece, dollars. <laughs> so, uh, willingness, go, uh, hold up. The next super chat came from ByDiz, uh, which is a two pound, no, euro, two euro uh, super chat. Thank you very much. Saying, Adam, is it important as a guy to start a family? Uh, here I I got very excited by this question Hmm. Mr. Diz I think it's very important as a man to start a family and notice how I chose a very careful word there that you did not for those of you that weren't paying attention rewind by Diz says Adam is it important as a guy to start a family No, it's not. Adam, is it important as a man to start a family? Yes, it is. And therein lies your answer. I just want to give you the space there, guys, to really understand the wisdom, or at least uh, to hold the gravity of what I just said. Is it important as a guy to start a family or is it important as a man to start a family? And that explains why I said, yes, it is important to start a, as a man, to start a family. For a boy slash guy, boy and a guy, it's not important. It's not important to start a family as a boy who's on his journey that can barely even take care of himself. You're an 18, 20-year-old, 23-year-old, 17-year-old, God forbid, 14, 15-year-old. You get down with a teed, get down with a, uh, with a dime piece, that Latino girl you saw last night at the bar. And uh, shit happens. You knock her up, kid's on the way. But you hadn't even finished developing yourself. And of course, there is no finish point. But when I talk about finish, I talk about coming at least to the place... Of where you are able to provide for yourself and others. If you can't do that yet. I don't think it's so important. To be starting a family. I don't think there's any honor. In being married to the idea of. Well as long as I have kids. I'm a respectable person. I, I know some of the males that I respect the most. Don't have kids actually. And they're much later in life, 35, 40, 45. Uh, guys I've looked up to for a long time. Some, a lot of, and the same token, a lot of a lot lot of, uh, lot of men that I've learned a lot from had many children. I think Wayne Dyer had eight kids, if not more. I think it was eight. could have been seven. Uh, shout out to Sage. hope she's well. So this is my answer to, you, to the final question here, Diz. Oh by, oh, by the way, Diz actually dropped two super chats. He dropped another two euros just saying thanks for the great podcast and hard work. Thank you very much, Diz. Thank you. So I'm saying to you here, man, is that, listen, while you are developing, while you're developing and you're in the transition from boyhood to, psych- to manhood psychology, and that's what's actually quite beautiful about it, Mr. Diz, is that there is no age range. There is no minimum age. There is no maximum age. There is, there is no age. There are, I know some 17, 16, 17 year olds that I would say would not be too bad fathers. I know some guys that are very young that are operating on very high levels that, have, that are able to provide for themselves and others. Now note, Mr. Diz, it is you, your mind probably automatically, unconsciously, subconsciously went to, oh, financially. It's not just that. I know plenty, plenty of boys that are pretending to be men that can provide financially for their families, yet emotionally cannot. I, I, you see it everywhere. I know you guys do as well. Just because you can provide a roof over someone's head, just because you can provide a key in the ignition, does not mean that you can emotionally provide for someone. And in fact, what you often see is that, especially in Western society, as people get lost they get lost in the frills and the spills and they get lost in all of these external-based temptations that they lose their ability to provide the internal. They lose their ability to connect with someone on an emotional level. They lose the ability to, to teach a, a, a young boy or a young girl what it means to be someone of a honorable, respectable nature that handles themselves in this life. You often see that's very common. Not always. Not, always. not saying that all rich people uh, lack that, but it's very common. It's very common. So, not only does when I, when I say able to provide for himself and others, it's not do not just think about that in terms of monetary value, okay? Because you can get you can get away, you can live well on very little monetary. If you want to move to a different place, you want to move to Bali, you want to move to Southeast Asia, you can get by on a fraction of what we deem uh, success, financially successful in. Uh, Western society, uh, you can get by on, on pittance over in Thailand and live a good life over there, right? So does that mean, and then, so what if you knock up a girl over there just because you can provide, you know, shelter and food? What if What if you, psycholo- what if you psychologically are not ready? What if you psychological? I'm I to say not ready, that's a bad, that's a, let me correct that. What if you are psych- psychologically not developed enough yet? What if you are psychologically not there and you still have a lot of deeply entrenched boyhood mentalities. Then it's not important for you to start a family at that point. Okay. Now let's just... I'll take you one level out and then we'll finish this uh, Q&A. Which is... Because there's another way of interpreting this question. Which is that... Is it just in general... Even when I do become... Uh, evolved to the point of where I do enter manhood psychology... Is it then even important to have a family? Then I would say... Yes, yes, the answer is still yes. However, the differentiation between me and most people is that I'm not saying yes because it's the deeply entrenched way of society. I'm saying yes, it is important for a man to, to start a family and to have a family as he becomes a man, but it doesn't have to be biological. The word family goes well beyond your kin. The word family, to me, is how I see... I walk every single day in my, morning, in my morning walks or whether it's in the late night and I meditate on this almost every day which is that every single person I walk by they're all my children. Every single person I engage with they are my kin. We're all one. Just because they didn't physically share my bloodline within the last generation or two or three if I go back far enough we, all, we are all going to have a mutual connection. If I go, if you won't really want me to go far back enough, at least some somewhere to the microcosmic level, we all have some percentage of the same stardust within us. We were all we all we are all carbon life forms. We all came from a lineage of someone somewhere who came from someone somewhere who came from somewhere sometime that came from a little piece of dust that was exploded in the sky. That's where we all come from. So just because you're not, I don't have any connection with you in the last generation or two within my physical space. That doesn't mean you're not my family. And I feel like that's why I say is that it is important as a man to recognize that we are all one. And that your family extends beyond your four doors. Your family extends beyond your village, beyond your town, beyond your state, beyond your country. Beyond this world. Okay? Your family extends beyond all of that. So, I thought I'd take you a little extra lecture there just to thank you for the social uh, for the uh, donation to this channel and that my friends wraps up one of my all-time favorite social q and a's my energy level is ridiculous because i'm currently on this carnivore world carnivore month carnivore challenge and i'm just noticing right now that i've been going for almost three hours holy shit, almost three hours and i have just as much energy as i did at the beginning that has never happened ever before for those of you that have been following this podcast, uh, it's always around two hours that I start to dip out. And I can't put, I start to mess up my words a lot more. And just my head starts, the glycogen in my brain dies. I'm currently 24 days. What's the? I'm currently 24th of January. I am 24 days into nothing but animal products. No plant products whatsoever. And that includes oils as well. Just straight, just meat, salt, water, fish, eggs. That's it. Um, bone broth that's it and not even bone broth that has herbs in it no it's just straight legitimate 100% bone and my energy levels at 3 hours is just as good I'm ready to fuck I'm ready diet walks right in here let's go I'm ready to go and by the way I also did a ridiculous Muay Thai strength and conditioning session earlier before this as well um, I'm just because I, I haven't done my full review of the carnivore challenge yet but I'm just noticing that this is ridiculous this is actually insane. Uh, how much energy? Wait, no, wait. no, we've been... It says we've been live for three hours, but we've only been recording for two hours 20. What does that mean? What does that even mean? I don't even know. So actually, we probably have than been going for two hours 20 if I've only been recording. Oh, it's because I started OBS well before I started streaming. So we've been going for two hours 20, but still the point stands. I would normally be fucked mentally at this point. Normally be fucked. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I said I was, uh, if I can open this right now, well, hey, oh, let me, let me, oh, it's making too much noise. Hold on. Let me say this. Guys, I thank you so much for being in this live stream, social q and I've taken four weeks off social media the last four weeks. I only came back two days ago. There's going to be a full video coming out on that, what I've learned about life and what I think about life now. And, uh, but I just thank all of my hardcores that reached out, uh, just wishing me well. A lot of you were concerned. Thank you for your concern. And I just thank all of you that uh, even if you had a single thought, um, it really does, it it humbles me. It humbles me. So we're back now. Email coming out later today. Free email. Sign up. Botage.com. If you could, please drop me a thumbs up on the video down below. Please drop me some comments with some feedback. Even if it's just to say, hey, great video, man. I appreciate it. It just helps the video on YouTube get up uh, if you come back and post and do that. And uh, of course, we'll be back. Oh, well, we won't be back for social, social Q and next week because I got boot camp next week. But uh, just stay up to date with me on Instagram at one You get all that. So the the outro always comes in the podcast version anyway. So my friends, oh yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. In this package, which I can't show you too much of because I don't want to put the address and shit. This is a 800 grams, or 800 mils of uh, beef tallow, but it's like organic Tasmanian beef tallow, which is like uh, beef fat rendered. So you cook with it. So, if you guys want to know how do you cook your meat if you're not allowed to use coconut oil or olive oil, Uh, I've been using just the fat off my meat, but this is like an actual, this is really good shit. So, well, apparently, that's all I've heard. We're going to try it out first time. So, uh, anyways, guys, it's very interesting. That's why I'm going to wrap this up. And I think I answered all the super chat. Yeah, I did answer all the super chats. Um, I just want to say here because I. Obviously, there's a lot of other questions and comments that were dropped. Just thank you for anyone who did drop a comment or question in here. Obviously, the super chats go up, but I know Tyrone, you've been here for a long time, and I thank you. He says, I'm having deep realization when you corrected the question about a man to start a family. No worries, Tyrone. I've just that the fact that you're keyed in, that puts a smile on my face. So, my friends, I'm wishing you the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Ja very much for diving into this episode of social q a live my friends if you would like to connect with me the best place to do so is on the gram at ui one double oi tang one also if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one just on youtube at the bowl every friday at least for the foreseeable future we will be doing this at 10 a.m Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time. Convert it to your city, of course. Now, just before you go as well, don't forget the Bowl Sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to boldozer.com, drop your email in. There'll be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that. And uh, you will see the very next tip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at bulldozer.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that would be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the bowl insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your day in life, be anywhere. And be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat balldojo.com now if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel you can do so directly through balldojo.com in the podcast section there's a donate button at the top you can donate directly from there or if you prefer paypal there's also paypal.me forward slash adam ooi all the links are down below and anything that you guys do contribute go straight back to the channel i super appreciate it i'm very grateful it blows my mind so thank you very much and of course i'm wishing you all the very best in your life the very best in your journeys thank you so much for being here with me Much peace and much joy. Ciao.